quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. of the Unpaid Programming Podcast. I'm Lawrence, joined as always by John and Jeff, and guess who's back, everybody? Not Mike, not Tim, but Doug. The Doug who we had to fire due <laughs> to poor performance. <laughs> no one knows who Doug is. <laughs> well, not, well, those that listen to the old Lawrence Watson show would remember Doug. If they listen to the very first yes, Lawrence very Watson first show, one. and no other Lawrence Watson show except for, I think, one. <laughs> yeah, there was the we one brought holiday one. It's a special guest once. Yeah. <laughs> Doug, say hello. Good evening. It's a pleasure Shut to be up, here, Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're back uh, a couple of days after a chaotic presidential election. That's right. This, uh, this is your 2020 election headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a little bit uh, premature to say after. I think it should be during. Well, by the time you all hear this, the election will be over. By the well, time we'll, still, know, we'll have a winner. Be, it could still be during. Well, <laughs> this is out. Look how long uh, it took in, tw- in 2000. Well, that's true, too. We just, you know. Trump's just going to go and hanging chads. Trump's and... going to start suing people until uh, you know someone bites, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah, but as it stands right now, when we're taping, it is a Thursday night, mm-hmm. and uh, as Trump's lead is just slowly getting eaten away in Pennsylvania, possibly Georgia. Uh, it may be over tonight if they can get Pennsylvania together, but well, I, don't, I don't know if that's likely. Uh, Georgia is, uh, there's a difference right now, as we're speaking, of 3,000 votes. That's it. So that's, the, that's the difference. Holy <laughs> shit. Where have I been? But see, you're, you're assuming that once this is done, once they get all the electrical votes, they're... Electrical votes? The electrical you know, votes. I, I said that like 20 <laughs> times <laughs> yesterday. I kept saying electrical votes. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! The electoral votes. Thank you. That once they get all the, the electoral votes in, that the election will be over, but it won't, because Trump will fight back. What's he going to do? Well, as the uh, that lady, remember, got mad a few minutes ago uh, at that lady on the news? Yeah. Um, because she was saying that Trump's sons are inciting violence, saying they will go to war over the election. And I yelled at the TV. So he's going to go to war. I mean, I don't want to incite violence by saying that, but that's what I'm hearing, <laughs> is that he might go to war. Well, here's, here's what my prediction uh, to happen is, is that Biden will win. Trump will win uh, all the states except for Arizona and Nevada, giving Biden a two-vote lead in the Electoral College. And then whenever the Electoral College gets together to vote, a Bernie true believer from Oregon will vote for Sashi and Littlefeather <laughs> for president. And then... <laughs> <laughs> the election will go to the house, and that will be the end of that. <laughs> I think what's... Well, that's quite a prediction, Doug. Mm. Well, I hope so. That's who I voted for. <laughs> Sashi Littlefeather? Yes. Well, all the times he's talked about Michael Horse on this show. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but here's what I'm seeing. And you know uh, how fond I am of Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> well, we know. <laughs> Just for clarification, Lawrence, you would know this. Who? What was the the weird the weird vote? There was something like I keep wanting to say Metal World Peace, but that's what we're on our test thing. But someone voted for some like Indian name or, or something in in Washington or Oregon or one of those phases, those places in the last election. I. Honestly, do not remember. I'd have to look it up. If, you, if you're getting on your phone, you should look it up and tell us. Oh, that's what I'm about to do. <laughs> we well, have a producer who can do that for us. Well, you know, that talk was just part of the uh, the introduction. Uh, Doug, you've been away from the show for a long time. You probably yes. don't know that we are now a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. <laughs> so I hope you brought your 20-sided die. 
which is, you know, we all bring our own our own dye for, you know, COVID reasons, so we're not passing the dye around. Mm-hmm. I have an extra. That's a, that's so a we're going to get, the, I'm, the, I'm the dungeon master. Well, the trouble is, is if I, you should have let me some, give me some notice in advance so I could have developed my, my character here. So you don't already have a character? <laughs> <laughs> what a loser. Well, I, I need a game-specific character. I mean, it depends on what we're, we're dealing with here. I'm an orc. Is that, is that a plot of I don't know. <laughs> Maybe an elf or something. Ogres. So as soon as... I'm a level 12 paladin. <laughs> I'm a mage. <laughs> a mage. Yeah. <laughs> I totally can see that. <laughs> what the fuck is a mage? I don't know. It's some, some kind of magic shit. person. They, they do spells and shit. Neat. Like a queer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so... So I could tell that things were going to go south. I mean, for Trump in Pennsylvania, whenever he was still up by a couple hundred thousand, and he started throwing uh, lawyers at it. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the the all the votes coming in now for Pennsylvania are all the absentees, all the late votes, and even in Republican counties, all those votes are breaking for Biden. And plus, Philadelphia hasn't been really yeah, counted there's, much yet. There's, and then there's still a ton in Philadelphia. There's still some in Allegheny County. We have to stop the count. They're starting to count the neighborhoods where the blacks live. <laughs> Well, maybe they shouldn't count those neighborhoods. <laughs> Why? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, surprisingly enough, he wouldn't necessarily want that in this election because he made uh, quite a few gains among black men. That's Actually, true. That is true, yeah. That's true. Um, I, I, I meant to say this on the podcast, but I guess it's if it, it's still relevant because, you know, we don't have all the demographic breakdowns That's true. We yet. don't have all the data yet. Right. But I, I do think that there is going to be a surprising amount of the black vote going to Donald Trump. Well, there already has been. I mean, even without all the data in yet, is you can tell from exit polling that black uh, black voters, especially black men, mm-hmm. are not voting for the Democratic candidate as heavily as they had in the past. Well, it's because the Democrats they take the black vote for granted. They do. Well, it's interesting too. Is is also um, according to exit polling. So it you know is the the black voters did not turn out like they thought they would either. Oh, interesting. Their turnout was was down uh, compared to especially when Obama was the nominee. And and it's interesting, too. Well, it's interesting, too, is because it was the black voters who were the most pro-Biden of all the primary demographics. That that is true. That's what put them over, really. South Carolina, specifically. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if... I mean, my selfish thought as a Sanders supporter was, well, if they're not going to show up, they should, you know... (laughs) They should have so much say if they're not all going to show up. Right. But, you know. Well, that was in South Carolina, too, where the, the uh, electorate, especially in a primary election, is going to be heavily black, and it's going to be heavily course, people yeah. who vote in every president or every election, regardless of who's running, um, even the local county elections or, or in the st- stuff like that. They're not part of the, the huge surge that comes with um, a presidential general election. But also, mm-hmm. those are the same voters that are looking for a middle-of-the-road type of Democratic candidate, and not so much a Barney or... That's true too. And on, born. <laughs> and on the other hand, as well, is the Cuban vote in Florida. Um, they might, I mean, they might as well have nominated Bernie for that vote uh, because Biden completely lost with the Cubans. Uh, in Florida. Well, he didn't show up until like three weeks out, right? Cubans love Trump. Well, I, I, well, that's true. Uh, comparatively speaking, look at the numbers out of Miami Dade. Uh, huge gains for Trump among the uh, the Cubans and the Venezuelans. And, mm-hmm. uh, We're going to Little Havana. Do you know <laughs> We're why? We're going to Little Caracas. Do you know why? Because uh, 
Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because, I mean, I thought that was one of the lessons that was supposedly learned by the Democrats in the 2000 election is don't try to go too hard after the Cubans because there was the whole thing about how the Cubans wanted to build some kind of development on an old naval base or whatever or build a naval. He pissed off the environmentalists and then they ended up voting for Ralph Nader and then <laughs> what happened in 2000 in Florida happened. I voted, uh, I voted for uh, Pat Buchanan. <laughs> well, among uh, Cuban voters. Was and, Janet uh, Reno involved in the Alien Gonzalez? Yes. That's she was in so. charge of the whole race. She was in charge it was, of it was, yeah. okay. it was a long time ago. Hello, kids. I, I am was, the Easter Bunny. I was just a boy. Oh, yeah, that's why I know that from South Park. <laughs> That's right. So you wouldn't remember uh, Janet Reno's dance party? No. Where she slow dances with Donna Shalala? Yeah, it was on Saturday Night Live. With Will Ferrell as uh, yeah. Janet Reno? <laughs> I think we're just going to have to get used to that. Speaking of Janet Reno, Nevada still up for grabs. Oh. Very professional. Thank you. <laughs> That was my election. Uh, yeah, we got CNN on right now with, uh, news. with John King working the map over there. Put Fox, put Fox Business on. Is uh, John Kasich still have a show on there? I think it's Lou Dobbs this hour. <laughs> I don't think I don't think John Kasich remembers his show on Fox News. Um, so any other takes from the election so far? Yeah, this, this uh, poor old man on television. He's there teaching us uh, the different colors, but there's only he only knows two. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't Sesame Street. Well, if the guy in gold and uh, otherwise the count would be out there counting all the votes. Maybe they're going red. This is red. Golden Green had won an election. We wouldn't have had this problem of only two colors on the. They need more colors. What's that red island below California? I just can't see it anywhere. Baja California. Baja Mexico. Um, I live off the grid in Baja Mexico. Americans cannot own land in Mexico. Americans cannot own land in Mexico. Did you ever see that episode of King of the Hill where they went? Yes, probably. The, yeah, it was when <laughs> Cotton wanted to buy, wanted to buy yeah, it. Yeah, the, the Mexican timeshare. <laughs> it's not entirely accurate. Americans can't lend land within like 100 miles of the coast of Mexico, which is pretty much none of the bar. If I was going to buy land in Mexico, I would definitely be going for the beach or next wherever Jesse Ventura lives. I want to be his neighbor. <laughs> be off the grid. Yeah, off the grid in Baja, Mexico. But yeah, uh, they have it right down there. It's... <laughs> They know how to conduct an election. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a supporter of AMLO. I voted for Vincente Fox. <laughs> um, the one thing I, I, I will say, because everyone know, we all knew that you know, Trump was going to be causing a scene if it ever looked like he was going to lose. And I must admit, I'm a little bit unimpressed by the scene that he's causing so far. It's, it's not much of a scene. No, it's not much of a scene. He just doesn't have the, they, uh, the old energy. None of it's surprising. And everybody's given like, Trump a bunch of shit. Biden had a bunch of lawyers sicked on states before the election even started. He had teams of lawyers hanging out. Well, they places. all did. The, the difference is that whenever um, Rick Santorum is being the voice of reason, then it's not really good <laughs> for, your, uh, for your cause. Your own vice president is saying to count all the votes. I believe in our family uh, text exchange, Doug described it as, and right now, none of the Republicans are sticking up for him. At no. All. Well, that's why whenever anyone talks about the Supreme Court, it's like the Supreme Court, conservative Supreme Court justices are significantly less likely than conservative politicians to do something for baldly political reasons. Well, that's um, the thing. And I guess there's two ways you can look at conservatism when it comes, especially when it comes to the court. And one of them is what people think is going to happen, the ones that, you know, the bedwetters, as they call it. Um, where it's sort of like a conservative activism on the courts, which you don't usually see. Uh, conservatism, as far as the court, is, well, let's see, look, let's look at precedent and see what precedent says and just go with that sort of conservatism. What already happened, we'll just go with that. 
Well, part of the bigger issue, too, is that after the 2000 election um, was decided on the side of the aisle. <laughs> we had some technical difficulties, but uh, we're back. Oh, Our we computer uh, slowed down tremendously. Uh, before we uh, had to stop, we were talking about that's, the Supreme Court. That's right. And then I woke up. <laughs> oh, that's not nice. <laughs> yeah, Supreme Courts. It was a uh, an old racquetball club. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's a good name. It's too bad Mike's not here because that's, that would have uh, been perfect yeah. for <laughs> Mike's probably playing racquetball right now. He probably lied to us about doing his uh, doctor shop work. <laughs> yeah, you know, learning about saws and whatnot. Safety lectures, having and... a good time without us. I'm having a good fucking time. There you <laughs> go, Jeff. <laughs> Finally, during I just the, wanted John to hit a button. During the break, I was being scolded, yeah, mercilessly. John for, was hitting buttons for not hitting enough buttons. You know how much <laughs> I like the buttons. Well, you certainly now, do. Now, see, we used to save all the uh, the board writing for the second half. I know, but you know, you try to you know you try to please your yeah, audience, you, you, which is pr- pretty much just each other anyway. Pretty so. much. Um, but the other thing that I was saying, yes, uh, back to the point. Uh, back to the point that I've been trying to shoehorn in for about twenty minutes now. <laughs> shoehorn it. Was that this this uh, this tantrum is is really uh, underwhelming? And actually, I was fortunate enough, and this is part of what me led to agree to have Doug come to the house uh, to join us for our taping because Doug actually ran gave us a rundown of all the points of in all caps massive fraud. Massive <laughs> it has fraud. To be widespread all, fraud. You can't say massive fraud without it being in all caps. It just doesn't work that way. I mean, then it's just Wide, massive fraud. It's not widespread massive fraud. fraud. So how do we convey that in a non-text trip. form? Please read it. I can just give. Can you just I, read it? I have it right here in front of me. Okay, we can just give yeah. a, a brief, a brief rundown. Of, of, well, this isn't all. This was just the top ten. There was a few more that I, I, I neglected from the list, but I forgot what they were, so we can forget about it. It's them. a glorious night here in Studio Six A. Uh, uh, Paul, uh, top ten. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, top ten. I'm not doing the whole thing you know, as Letterman, but uh, so Doug's top. Can 10. I do it as Letterman? Yeah, <laughs> if you want. Yeah, go ahead. All right, all right. We got the the top ten. Uh, top evidence of massive fraud. Should I start with 10 or 1? Start with 1, but you do okay. 1 is, do one okay, is 10. Okay, I'm going to call 1. 1 is 10. 1 is 10. Right, do it right, reverse. Number, number 10. <laughs> Pull worker distance in Philadelphia. Number 9. Sharpies in Maricopa County. Number 3. 100,000 Biden votes magically appearing with no corresponding Trump votes. Now that's, you know, I have to agree with that one because for every vote for one guy, there should definitely be a vote for the other guy. <laughs> well, no, this, so that way it's it even. Well, this, this was yeah, that there it's was only fair. This was that there were 122,000 Biden votes, but but there were zero Trump votes in that one tranche of uh, ballots, which it turned out it was a uh, a transcription error on the part of someone who was, it wasn't an official tally, it was an email to the media for their accounts. It was oh. corrected about 30 seconds later when they corrected it. <laughs> so that was the explosion. That's the massive fraud. It's some, still some, suspicious. A mistake by some like intern with a bad attitude. All right, number... Uh, <laughs> Hold on, you just read three, so you have to start at seven. six. Wait. Ten. Oh, seven. 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 The USPS, that's United States Postal Service, and Michigan backdating postmarks. Number f- five. Six. 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 Boats being delivered in wagons, suitcases, and coolers in Detroit in the middle of the night. He who took that video on his show, because that's the kind of stuff that shows up on my YouTube now. <laughs> And, of course. <laughs> and when she's sitting there, and it was, this was the evidence of fraud, was a guy unloading a cooler out of a van. 
And it, and it reminded me of the the weapons of mass destruction thing, you know? They, they just had these aerial pictures, and they're like, this is where the weapons of mass destruction is. So this this lady sees a cooler, and she's like, that cooler is full of votes. Which, by <laughs> the way, full like of sandwiches. that cooler full of votes, those weapons of mass destruction were not there. Maybe right. it was full of cool and refreshing Iron City beer. Maybe it was that, full of... of uh, the beer drinker's uh, beer. Of Huggies. <laughs> they actually know the, what the cooler you know, was. The cooler was. I don't know about the cooler, but they actually know what the wagon was full of, and it was just it was a photographer unloading. They checked the camera equipments for boats. <laughs> <laughs> they they stuffed the ballot cameras. They take those, pictures. The big they, lens containers. They, they take pictures of the votes. They put them on the cameras. They have it on the film. They're, they're all Trump votes, and they're hiding them. <clears throat> I forget number four, Wisconsin having stop doing that. Wisconsin this having is a top ten. D- d- wait for the last one. Wisconsin having more ballots than registered voters. Is that true? No. Oh. <laughs> no, it's not true. I was going to say, I mean, if it's true, that's a problem. <laughs> None of these are true. <laughs> uh, number three. The guy in Atlanta who supposedly crumpled up a ballot after looking at it for several seconds. Was it a ballot or was it a napkin? No one knows. It was on It was on TV. He was looking at a piece of paper for several seconds and making a bunch of weird faces. Then he crumpled it up, and I don't know if he threw it away or not. But it was that, a letter from his wife. Well, maybe, no one knows what it was, but it, it was probably a ballot. Maybe he Trump. was eating, and he reached for his napkin, but he grabbed the ballot by mistake. <laughs> and he wiped his, his mustache, the crumbs out of his mustache with the, the va- ballot. You have desecrated our sacred parchment. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, number eight. Number, number uh, three. Two. The decision to stop counting in Allegheny County and resume at 10 a.m. They got to take a break once in a while. No, the only reason you could do that is so you can sneak some more votes in when no one's looking. <laughs> <laughs> and the number one uh, evidence of massive fraud, massive fraud, widespread massive fraud. fraud is how does Trump go from leading by 10 points to losing by one? Massive fraud. Wrong theme, but that's the only yeah, one. Yeah, that's the only one. He, yeah. Pretty well, flimsy. Pretty lame, Millhouse, is what I would say. Mm. See, the massive fraud wasn't even intended to be in the style of Trump. It was intended to be the style of anyone like right wing on Facebook or other social media <laughs> to say, have to use all caps every three words. But I was thinking like it would have to be something that would at least have the illusion of going to like end up with results. Not that you know, it would get tied up at the very least. All it's doing is getting laughed out of court. Like, how many, how many, how many did he lose today? The one that he won. Like they said, okay, yeah, you have to let poll workers get closer. Like, the remedy is not we're going to throw out all the remaining ballots. No judge is going to say that. But the lamest one was the first one where he requested a recount in Wisconsin. <laughs> when he when he lost by twenty thousand. Yeah, you're and... not going to come up with twenty thousand votes in a recount. Well, if it's up some of them coolers. It was just not there. Yeah, I mean, the cooler is full of votes. That's what they store votes in, coolers. But the, the, the thing I found a bit funny about it was in some states he wants to completely stop the count. And in other stop states he count. wants them to keep counting. Keep counting. Well, no shit. Keep counting on the ones he's losing and stop them. I mean, it's, it's logical. You know what he's doing. <laughs> I mean, he's be, not telling them to stop in the Biden states. Why would he? That would be, be stupid. To be fair, <laughs> as far as I can tell, and I'm not the person who's been necessarily been following the president's every tweet, but he was only telling them to stop counting in... Um, Michigan and Wisconsin, whenever they were still up. After Michigan and Wisconsin were called, he hasn't really done the stop counting as much. Now it's more of the massive fraud. Well, I mean, and Michigan ended up going, what, like 145,000 in favor of, of Biden after... Uh... No, it was like 80,000. I think it might have gone up after that. Oh, maybe. I don't know. The it last may have I gone checked. up. 
To be fair, that's how those absentee ballots work in these states, is they're going to go for Biden. Because and... he told everybody not to vote. Well, yeah, absentee. exactly. He, he, I mean, he just got in his own way. I mean, I don't know if it well, would have changed the numbers. I, I, I think uh, perhaps... The numbers are going to be the same, probably. Yeah, I mean, they would be the same no matter if they voted, you know, no matter how they voted. It's just that's where the Red Mirage came in uh, last night is the, all the early votes. That's why we had it, because he went out and said, vote on Election Day. Right. And his supporters took him seriously. Now, the funny thing about that, too, is, is that there was actually a blue mirage in a few states, like Ohio. Yeah. We're on I, election. I, hey, uh, hey, we're doing pretty well in Ohio. I mean, hey, we're, we may not be doing that great in Florida, I thought, but, you know, we could take Ohio. Well, we're going to lose Ohio by about seven points. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was, a, I was a little bit excited for Ohio because if I was going to be able to go to bed knowing that, like, oh, he's fucked, I would have been a happy boy. You yeah. know, but uh, especially... Right. Okay. Go ahead. Especially Doug. when seeing the, the Cuyahoga County was like seven percent in at that point too, in Franklin yeah, County, it, it, was, it, was it still... did seem like like there were gains to be made there for the Democrats, and it's just it's not happening. It's it's virtually a, a, the same result as sixteen. Um, um, well, I mean, you know, the loss of seven points for for Biden is about the same as Clinton. Yeah, but when was the last time Democrats had won Ohio anyway? Uh, Twenty twelve. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That was the big thing about uh, Fox News. Al Carl Rove didn't want to call it because he said, Ohio's not done yet. And they yeah. said all the votes for missing votes were in Cuyahoga County. <laughs> so there's no yeah, way. So Ohio was done. No I remember way. that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Obama won Ohio. And, and they even talked about that a little bit on the night of where they said, hey, uh, Democrats could be uh, swinging Ohio back. But, Ooh, swinging. You know, oh, oh, wait. Oh, sorry. Yeah, election swing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Not that's, the good swing. That's not as fine. <laughs> The less fun told. swing. Swinging dicks. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to contribute to the election talk. Well, I got one more, uh, unless <laughs> unless anyone's got more to say about this, because well, I, I, I do have an item. You have an item. I well, have an item. This you're not talking to the microphone, John. I know. And this involves uh, a little bit of uh, a little bit of fun. Um, somebody Ooh, set the, uh, you know. John King. Okay, John King. The map guy. The map on, guy on CNN. On CNN, who all he does is just smudge up the screen all night. <laughs> um, they set it to uh, the music from NFL Primetime. Okay. Let's have a listen. Yes. Fill this in. A mix of red and blue that will tell us if Donald Trump won re-election <laughs> or is Joe Biden the next president of the United States. Let's go back to the 2016 map. Just want to take a peek at just a few. Wait till it gets going, you know. Polls. We have just to lay What's out funny is he's on the TV right now, too. He is, yeah. Today. Look at our state. Has he slept? No. Has he just been doing this for? <laughs> he sleeps for four years so he can do this. In a state that the Democrats could win that, that changes everything. Not just for this election, it would change. And then Joe Biden, Fulton County comes in. Whoop! How do you get a job where you work once every four years? Uh, see, well, he doesn't really. I want one of those jobs like Mel Kiper, where you work three, you know, for. 72 straight hours for <laughs> one every year, you know, and then you get to go back and just sit in your basement. What if you had a job like Andy Rooney where you work three minutes a week? <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to write those three minutes as well. Well, how long could that take? Like an additional 10? <laughs> what I'm grumpy about. <laughs> yeah, he didn't really have to write. He just had to rant and ramble. I work three minutes a week. I wanted to work five, but the damn station <laughs> won't let me. <laughs> I had a talk with Les Moonves. He said it was only three. I wanted the station to pay for my adult diapers. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have a big office but with all these books, but I have no reason to consult them for my job. <laughs> oh, Did well. Andy Rooney actually get to retire before he died? Uh, I believe so. I'm Andy Rooney, and I'm well, fucking yeah, dead. Because his, uh, his, he had a column he wrote for syndicated a number of papers that I think he quit writing several years before he died. How do you get to that station in life where you get to be put on at 60 minutes for three minutes at the end? <laughs> whatever you have the, to just be around forever. Whenever the guy who does point-counterpoint retires or dies or whatever happens, <laughs> <laughs> they need something to fill that last couple of minutes. I'm, I'm about to die, and caskets are getting very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite that's <quick>, good. <laughs> at the funerals, they hand out cards. What are we supposed to do with these things? I have several from the 1970s. <laughs> <laughs> I can just listen to Jeff do Andy Rooney for the rest of the show. Yeah, we can just go take a break. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> uh, that's all I got, actually. Oh, that's oh, all you got. Okay. Okay. That's a bummer. One of my... Some, one of those guys. You wanted them... Uh, them... Uh, impressionists? What, what am I, in the groundlings? The <laughs> groundlings. We've already discussed this. If you want to do an impression, you have to say, I think it would go something like this. Uh, <laughs> well, you need to get, you know, you have to start, though, with... Well, you have uh, to have a setup, yeah. So the setup would be, so it would be Andy Rooney, and then you have to give, like, a premise, you know, what... Andy Rooney is buying groceries. Is buying groceries. <laughs> says, I think there's too many different kinds Hold on, of melons. Jeff, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, you have to go, you know, I think it will go. You have to do that. Oh, I'm sorry. I think it would go. Oh, Jeff, you have to start oh, the premise. Jesus again. Christ. Okay. <laughs> Could you imagine uh, Andy Rooney at the grocery store? I think it would go a little something like this. There's too many different kinds of melons. It used to just be watermelon and cantaloupe, but now they have honeydew. I don't know what the difference is between a honeydew and a cantaloupe other than the color, but for my money, I think a good seedless watermelon is all you need. I'm sorry I don't do impressions. My training is in psychiatry. I was waiting for that. <laughs> I think of that line every time someone's watching Law and Order and someone they ask about the impression. <laughs> Especially when it's when it's uh, on SVU with Dr. Wong, who for a while, it's always like they're talking about something then he just appears out of nowhere and, and says something like, well, that's because he's suffering from some kind of da-da-da. <laughs> and I expect him to say, I'll let myself out after he says it. I actually, I'm actually glad you mentioned that because we have a very thin show tonight. <laughs> kind of. Obviously, we've been talking about this damned election for so long. So you had sent me a, a very, and I don't want you to read it. I just want you to talk about it. A very lengthy text about the weaknesses of Law and Order SVU after watching how many seasons so far? Uh, right now, I believe I am in whatever season it was when they put Tamara Tooney on the intro. Season 46, 47, somewhere in there? <laughs> somewhere in that neighborhood. <laughs> I was a junior in college when it came out, so it was one of the earlier seasons. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking, like, she has three minutes of the show on every show. Like, <laughs> She does one scene. <laughs> she must have, like, had something in her contract where they, they she wanted more money, but they said, All right, how do we give you less money, but we put you in the title sequence? <laughs> Because we have talked about Law and Order on the show a few times, you know, I, I've, it's no secret that you know I enjoy it. John loves it, yeah. And uh, so Doug and I always have like these. I don't, they're not sophisticated by any means, like Law and Order conversations. It's always like there's certain things that we notice about Law and Order that you know that we go and and I never watched much SVU, but I do know the shitty Law and Orders, and there are <laughs> especially in the Fred Dalton Thompson years. They got pretty oh, shitty. Those years. <laughs> they're, they're still better. Any any season of the having watched. SVU and gotten through what I thought I remember as being the prime seasons. 
they still aren't as good as even the worst seasons of uh, of regular Law and Order. And I think that you're being a little bit unfair because the worst seasons of Law and Order weren't during the Fred Dalton Thompson years. I think it got kind of weak around see right around season three when they they wanted a woman and they but Dick Wolf didn't want to fire anybody so he just kept having Olivet on every single episode <laughs> as a site defense. <laughs> And right before they spun it off onto SVU, every single episode was another sex crime because that's what like got the ratings. I thought that's all it was on SVU. Oh, on SVU? No, I'm talking about a regular Law and Order. Oh. Remember the sex crimes episodes were more popular, yeah, they, so they, they kept they, they kept pushing that for a while until they finally got SVU on. They could just offload all that nonsense onto SVU, so they could just do regular episodes on Law and Order. Finally, well, you know they are special victims. Special. <laughs> that's made up, right? <laughs> special victims are straight rape. Where they do kidnappings. I think they should do special victims unit, but it's they're special victims, as in all the victims are retarded. I mean, the, the biggest weakness is... I to be murdered. <laughs> I mean, the biggest weakness they is... Had one, like, they had an episode like that. I think it was like yeah. the season three, uh, the, the, the kid with the helmet. <laughs> the helmet? kid with the helmet? They gave him a helmet? Yeah, there was, oh, there, no. there was, this, there was this doctor, this uh, you know, <laughs> widely discredited doctor who ran his own institute that had this special red helmet. That was, you know, it was for kids that like beat themselves up. Oh, you know, that disabled. Why do you need a special helmet? I feel like any helmet could work for that. Well, it was, it was, um, it was supposed to be like a, a correction, so you could shock them with the special red helmet, and they would just, and so, and it was, you know, well, it was them. illegal for them to continue that type of therapy. I'm using air quotes here because this is, you know, radio. Why they still do shock therapy? No, but he was just Some doing it outside of state guidelines and without, you know, he was the only, it was, this doctor just... Something you ain't supposed to do. Wasn't allowed to do it. it, it he got caught yeah. doing it once and they said, can't do it anymore, or you're going to lose your license, and then he kept doing it. I knew someone that got shock kid, therapy once. Kid died of it. He was in a he was in an institution. Uh, he was actually in prison first, and then they put him in an institution. Then there was this guy there, he didn't talk. Then him... And my buddy, they got sent to, you know, the, the shock therapy place. Yeah. And they're sitting there. And my buddy starts talking to the guy. And then he talks back. He never talked to anyone until my buddy started talking to really? him. Really? Did he offer him juicy fruit? Um, uh, was he a gigantic Indian I mean, man? I didn't ask him about that, but oh. maybe. You know, that's a possibility. Did, did this big guy have, like, a nickname? <clears throat> uh, yeah, they called him Chief, actually. <laughs> What happened to your friend? <laughs> uh, he got lobotomized. <laughs> and what happened to... Uh... No, one, no one knows. <laughs> he disappeared from the institution. There's a broken window. She's something of a kind, ain't she, Doc? I was waiting for you to hit that. I know. I was wondering where <laughs> was you were going to hit it. finish. <laughs> oh, let's see how far I can stretch this out. Huh? Mm. Have you guys watched any of the show, uh, the, the Rat Nurse Ratched show? On no. No, it looks and... silly. Well, oh, that's a real show. I thought you were just making yeah, it. Yeah, no, that show. is a real show. And Sarah of course, Paulson from uh, from the OJ show. From the OJ yeah. show. Well, yeah, she'll, she'll appear on pretty much anything that's on cable television or or streaming well, service. Netflix or streaming service. But like every show on uh, Netflix now, she is a lesbian. And I mean, show. she is a lesbian, and I know she is in real life. Yeah, she is in real life, and for some reason, she always uh, goes for old ladies. I'd watch. I mean, not well, the old lady part, I mean, but if you saw her, you her know, partner is yes. is. It was Charlie Sheen and John Cryer's mother on Two and a Half Men. Ow! Yeah. Yeah, Oof. like old. And, then, and their previous partner was also old. At least she it wasn't that... Old lady thing. At least it wasn't that real fat lady on Two and a Half Men. Who <laughs> <The real laughs> just died recently. Yeah. Oh, she did? Yeah. Yeah. Not that I know who she is or that I ever watched that show for more than 30 seconds without suffering the early stages of brainstem <laughs> death. But... I don't know much about um, Two and a Half Men. Uh, she had a good long career, though. Because I never watched it. Oh, if you want to learn about it, but... there's a website called... 
It's raining two and a half men dot com. Oh, it sounds on. really gay. No, but two and a half men had the worst TV uh, theme song of, of all time. Oh, that was that was awful. Thanks for reminding me of that. <laughs> manly men, 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 manly men, men. That men. song was actually part of an episode of the Wonder Years. Yes, it was. Really, when Kevin Arnold was in oh, the Glee yeah. Club. The, kid, the kid's voice cracked during the performance, yeah. No, I remember and then that. it all went to shit, and Doug Porter <laughs> fell off the back of the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Porter. Nobody liked Doug Porter. We don't want to do the spring sing, and then the you know the, the, the sweet, nice, and very attractive like Glee Club teacher was just starts crying, and then they do the spring sing, and then they 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 practice their asses off for you know the rest of the week until, and then it just all went to shit, and then Doug Porter fell off the back of the stage. <laughs> Ah, that's good. You know, I remember the episode of The Wonder Years where uh, Kevin's mom ha- makes him hang out with Doug Porter because he's a loser. And Well, that's because he and Paul Pfeiffer had a fight. Oh, that's and right. they were both oh, trying yeah. to find new, like their new best friend. And so Paul picked some geek and then Kevin picked <laughs> Doug Porter. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but I remember being, the better end of the deal. But I remember being freaked out by the nightmare that Kevin has. Because remember, <laughs> Doug Porter was always like trying to give him stuff like, oh, if I give you this, will you be my friend? If I do this, will you be my friend? Will you be my friend? And then... Uh, Shut up, boy. Your damn dog is making too much noise and it's distracting me. I'm trying to get him upstairs, but he doesn't want to miss anything. Uh, anyway... They do like in the Kevin has a nightmare where he and Doug Porter are in a tent camping, like in the yard. Yeah. And it's full of candy. And Doug Porter is like, If I give you jelly beans, will you be my friend? If I give you jawbreakers, will you be my yeah. friend? And then he and he like disappears into the candy and just go. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I was freaked out by that. It was scary. It was a scary dream. I was freaked out by Doug Porter's desperation. That too. Yeah, it was a little embarrassing. But however, however, uh the good the saving grace of that episode. Uh, you know they um, because Kevin just felt really bad that like it, it came with a baseball card trade actually where Doug Porter wanted, oh, wanted Don Schwartz Don Schwartz <laughs> Don Schwartz which I don't know who the no, fuck that is it was uh, Kevin wanted Paul's Don Schwartz no no Kevin wanted uh, they were going to trade and Doug Porter had like a really good baseball card and Mickey Mantle rookie card <laughs> I don't know if it was like I don't that. think so but, no uh, it wasn't like that. But and all Kevin had to offer was Don Schwartz, and Doug was like, "Yeah," and that's when Kevin thought something was off. But it turns out that Doug Porter, for some reason, just really liked Don Schwartz. Okay, yeah, I remember now. But he thought, you know, that you know Doug Porter was desperate. And then at the end of the episode, after basically Kevin dumps Paul, uh, Doug Porter, and he and Paul become friends again, Kevin goes to Paul's or Doug Porter's house to apologize. And then he opens the door, and his hot mom is like, "I'm sorry, Doug can't come <laughs> to the door right now." And Kevin feels like, you know, oh, I hurt his feelings and he doesn't want to talk to me. Then he looks around and turns out him and that geek that Paul Piper mm-hmm. was hanging out with, oh, they're buddies now. Well, I'm glad it worked out for everybody. Worked out. Well, then later seasons, you know, Doug Poor was just one of their peer, part of their peer group anyway. So, you know, <laughs> all, all's well as it ends well. Go ahead, Jeff. Yes. <laughs> well, speaking of lesbians, whatever happened to that kid that David Crosby fathered with Melissa Etheridge? No one knows. <laughs> Probably has a weird name. <laughs> Like, but no, no. Sky okay. Apple. I had a I had a greater point to make about the lesbians on on the uh, Nurse Ratched show. Mm. Yes, this you is did. Netflix has gay characters on every single show, and it was got a little bit annoying because you know my wife liked that show. Uh, th- my wife. Thirteen Reasons Why. You know the Suicide Girl. Yeah. All right. So first season they have one gay main character who has big a, gay ice cream is the best. Who Thank has you, a John. has a boyfriend. Who's also gay, obviously, but he was just kind of big aside. gay ice cream is okay, the best. Don't, please don't hit that every time I say gay because we're going to be saying gay a lot. <laughs> okay. Um, 
But he has a he has a you know there's a psycho. So basically, like two gay characters on the first season. Then you go to the second season, and they add some more gay people. Then the third season, there's some people that weren't gay before, but they're gay now. <laughs> everybody's gay, and there's all kind of gay stuff happening. I, I think there like... was a Sesame Street song called "Everybody's Gay." Everybody's gay. Everybody's gay. I think you need a soundboard of a uh, thing of what's happening. Is the entire world gone gay? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. We should write, add that. Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in our notes. Put it in our yeah, notes. You're all sick. Right now. Post show <laughs> meeting. Oh, be nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny because the one, one a couple of friends of mine were saying things to each other and they realized straight that they were in it was sounded it sounded like they were gonna they were gay because one said well if you have COVID I probably have it too already yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then someone said oh yeah my oh, it'll get stiffer later <laughs> and they said they just realized they started laughing because they said you know how gay that sounds and one of the work, one of the steel workers said you do work at a gay steel mill <laughs> <laughs> the whole steel industry is gay. <laughs> Uh, no, but there was another Netflix called show. Hunks. <laughs> there was another Netflix show called Hollywood. And we watched one episode of that, and it was so gay we couldn't handle. How it. Like gay it, was it? It was extremely gay. Like it starts out <laughs> like you think it's going to be normal. Like this guy, he's in Hollywood and he wants to be an actor or something. He ends up being a gigolo and he has to like fuck an old lady or something. But then the boss is like, "All right, now you're going to fuck men." And then it just became really gay after that, and I couldn't watch it anymore. Big gay ice cream is the best. Okay. Mm. That was appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> See, restraint. But here's the thing, all right? Now, my wife and I, before we watched the OJ show, okay, we watched the, the follow-up to that was the Versace story. The murder of... Yeah, uh, I didn't watch that uh, one. Yeah, Johnny Versace. Pretty good. All right, Pretty good. and get this. Even though it's, it's full of gay dudes, somehow it was less gay <laughs> than all the other stuff I just mentioned. Was that because was that, was that it was on basic cable? Maybe, but it, I don't know. It's just hard to explain. It was just less gay. Was that also based on a book that was written by a guy that jacked off on a Zoom meeting? Mm, unfortunately, no. Oh. No, it was not. Yeah, I think we need to talk about that because that's the most. Uh, we did last. We, we did, 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 did last, uh, last late, time. We too did. late. Unless you have anything to add. <laughs> I, I have one thing to add. I think they should start uh, referring to if you're jacking off on camera, they should call it tubing. <laughs> that's a good name for that. Yeah, that is a good name. The only thing, one thing I do have to add is. Is Jeffrey Tubin going to be able to make a comeback a la Hugh Grant where he's just going to be able to like go in Leno or something and say, what are you thinking? And then just have the whole thing dissipate and he'll be able to what go back to New Yorker. Well, the advantage Hugh Grant had was that he, his stock and trade was playing awkward people. That's a good observation. I like that. It's true. That was why he was able to get through that is because he was awkward and people were used to him being awkward, so they just accepted it as part of his nature. <laughs> so he goes on Jay Leno, and here he is just being awkward. So we're like, like, what were you thinking? What the hell were you thinking? I feel like there's a good OJ pun about Jeffrey Tubin's true nature to make in here, but I, I'm just not, that's just not coming <laughs> Well, there was me. a video John played of uh, OJ. Uh, you know what? I While you guys talk, I want to bring it up just for Doug. Okay, and we'll play it again just because it's only yeah, like sure. 11 well, seconds long. Yeah, two seconds long. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to disable the board, and you guys talk amongst yourselves. So uh, I had a sandwich for lunch today. Uh, okay, we can, we can, you know, we can talk about things. We don't have to, we don't have to do this, uh, you know, joke, joke it around like we don't know what we're going to talk about. I'm just making small talk or filling up time, complaining about the small talk. We don't need to do that. Uh, that's all I got. <laughs>
I mean, the Jeffrey Tubman thing does sound like kind of like a nightmare scenario. Like if you have a bad dream that you're looking at porn at work or something like that. Oh, your, your desk, yeah. like that's like the kind of thing that would happen. Except he actually did it. And like, <laughs> yeah, that that seems like the the typical like that would be like the 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 typical nightmare scenario for like these particular times. You know, what with COVID, everybody's working from home. Everybody's mm-hmm. on Zoom. Everybody's jerking off. And and so everybody's jerking off when they should be working. Well, I mean, it yeah, all comes together. <laughs> Hey, for some people, jerking off is work. Hey, but you know what? Poor fella. He just Poor. wanted to, you know, just take a little take a little break, you know? Uh, but, a little squirt in there. But, yeah. so, so... You've got it back up, I So, OJ, now that he's out, has a Twitter account, Douglas, and he doesn't actually type anything. He just makes videos and just posts them. Yeah, I'm already familiar with this, John, so... <laughs> You can play it again anyway. Oh, why didn't you stop me then? Yeah, I didn't know what, what you were. I didn't know what you were bringing up. You said a video of OJ it... talking about Jeffrey Tubin. Is there more than one? Let's try this again. I didn't hear that part. You didn't hear. You didn't hear the Jeffrey Tubin video though from OJ. I heard of it. I haven't heard. Okay. Of it. Oh, yes, okay. Recently. Well, here it is. Play the tape. Damn, Jeffrey Tubin. At least Pee Wee Herman was in an X-rated movie theater. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> He's trying to make that his new catchphrase. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just, just saying. saying. That's about. That's like the time of the 1986 uh, American Music Awards when Lionel Richie was trying to make outrageous a catchphrase. But... There's a. You ever watch the show Portlandia with it's with Fred I've Armisen? Seen it. Yeah. Well, there's a really funny one with uh, Louis C.K. is on. It. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And Steve Buscemi is in that one too, because he's he's in a couple of them. He plays their like landlord or whatever. But they go yeah, to see is. they go to uh, oh I remember what it was. They go, they're going to a Louis C.K. show, and then the lady comes out and she says the show's canceled. And then they're like, why? And he's like, there was a, a family emer- he had a family emergency. And then they end up seeing Louis C.K. in like some you know restaurant or coffee shop or whatever, and yeah. they go and talk to him. And Louis's like, oh uh, well, this guy was selling a camera on eBay, and I had to get the last. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> And they and then they so Louis C.K. They're like, well, we'll tell everyone about it. And he's like, well, Louis C.K. ends up agreeing to go to dinner with him. And as they're at dinner, Fred Armisen keeps trying to do like stand up to to, uh, to Louis C.K. Oh, that's every comedian's worst nightmare. But it was just funny because they're like on the ride over there, and the woman's like, so what are we, what are you going to talk about with Louis C.K. And he says, and then Fred says, I was thinking about doing some relationship stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but they get there, and he starts doing like. You know, I want to know, so what happened to all the piano teachers? There used to be so many piano teachers. <laughs> he's doing stuff like that. And then he's trying to, he's, I'm serious. And he's trying to make that the catchphrase. <laughs> but then later on, there's a vape shop and a thing going on with that. And then Louis C.K. ends up at the vape shop. And then they won't let Fred and the other the woman in. But Louis C.K. starts doing stand-up at the vape shop. And he's, he's doing Fred's materials. <laughs> he goes, what happened to the piano teachers? Where are all the piano teachers? I'm I'm serious. <laughs> Uh, well, Trump's lead in Pennsylvania is down to 53,000 votes. 53,000. Wow. Ritz Fitzgerald is on CNN with the man himself, Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> oh, boy. One of the greatest television journalists <laughs> in our history. The guy who lost so embarrassingly bad on Celebrity Jeopardy that he lost all credibility. Oh, I saw that. He just... he. The, I can't remember if he just didn't do anything or he answered a whole bunch of questions wrong. He answered a whole bunch of questions That's wrong. That's what it was. That's what it was. That's how he ended up down forty thousand dollars on Jeopardy. And he, and he looked like a jackass. <laughs> yeah, his charity ended up owing money by the end of the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Trebek sent his goons to the charity. <laughs> She's not getting the home version. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
do we have I, an do we have an extra? Oh, you had something to say? Actually, I was just going to say I think that's the perfect stinger for the break. I was mm. going to say time check there, buddy. Yeah, because boy. we're at about forty five minutes. I think says uh, it's a good time. I to I want to play break. Trivial Pursuit against Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> You'll be money. out of there in five minutes. So uh, on that note, I, I, since we have a special guest today, okay. Doug, do you want to take us to the break? I don't know how. You say, <laughs> say we'll be right note, back we'll be after back. this. Yeah. In any way, any style you like. Yeah. We'll be right back after this. <clears throat> You're listening to Coast to Coast AM with George Nori. Callers east of the Rockies dial 1-800-825-5033. Callers west of the Rockies dial 1-800-618-8215. Callers in the Rockies dial 1-800-596-5487. If you are not sure if you are east or west of the Rockies or in the Rockies, Go to www.coasttocoastam.com slash area locator and enter your five-digit zip code to the prompt. First-time callers dial 1-818-501-1721. Listeners who have called before but only spoken to a guest host, dial 1-818-699-3285 to speak to George, unless there is a guest host, in which case dial your usual number. Las personas que eman en español marcan uno ocho 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 cinco cuatro tres dos ocho seis tres. International callers can reach the show toll free at 1-800-893-0903 and press option 5. Then enter the Sprint Direct Access number for the country you are in. A Sprint operator will ask you for the number you are dialing, at which point you will repeat the number you just dialed. Listeners in French Canada and the French Overseas Collectivity of St. Pierre and Miquelnom can reach the show by dialing 1-818. 985-6543, entering 246 at the prompt, then hitting the pound sign after two beeps, then waiting two more beeps and hitting 55. Callers from U.S. military bases dial 1-811-403-2864. Let it ring five times, and then enter the promo code Coast to Coast AM supports our troops. That's C-O-A-S-T-T-O-C-O-A-S-T-A-M-S-U-P-P-O-R-T-S-O-U-R-T-R-O-O-P-S. For the wild card line, dial 1-818-501-4109. Skype users can reach the show by calling George97313. You can send a text question on your phone to George Norrie and his guests during live show hours at 1-818-298-6521. If you'd like to speak to our staff off the air, dial 1-888-684-8725. And of course, you can always email your questions at george at coasttocoastam.com. Now, here's George. Good morning, everybody, or good evening, depending on what time it is for you. 2.45 a.m. Eastern, 11.45 p.m. Pacific. Let's go to Jamie on the wild card line. Jamie, you're on Coast to Coast AM. Good morning, George. Good morning, Jamie. I've only got about a minute left, so you're going to have to make it quick. Well, about five years ago, I was out on a lake at dusk with a boat ran out of gas, and I saw five big lights descending from the sky. The aliens beamed me up into their spaceship where Jack Ruby's attorney's ghost told me that if sorry, I keep a pyramid in the bathroom, sorry. my razors will stay sharp Jamie, longer. Sorry, so I'm glad to cut you off. Jamie, thanks for the call. Coast to Coast AM. The road to the Super Bowl is long and pointless. Well, it is when you think about it. But first, these two teams will have to suffer a harrowing bye week, which nobody enjoys. 
<laughs> well done, dog. <laughs> Bronco Nagurski never had a bye week, and now he's dead. I guess it is a good thing. <laughs> well, he was in his 80s. <laughs> hey, I know you. We were in the same pyramid scheme together. <laughs> friends helping friends, my ass. <laughs> Just, uh, and we're back. We just do the rest of the the episode. <laughs> there's there's a little there's a little other few things about that that line which were uh, you don't notice. <laughs> you came in for the free tire balancing and it's costing you five hundred simoleons. Six with tip. First he's tipping the guy. Second he's tipping twenty percent of the entire thing. All right. Oh. To clarify for our listeners that uh, don't watch The Simpsons, fuck you. If you do, you'll know what we're talking about. How about that? Yeah, like that, Lawrence. And, and fuck you if you don't watch Designing Women. <laughs> so who were the who were who were the Designing Women? Actresses I don't know. Uh, uh, Jan Hooks, Dixie Jan, Carter, Jan Hooks. Yeah, Jan Hooks was on she Designing was. Women. She, she yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, Jan yeah. Hooks, Dixie Carter, and um, um, Annie Potts. Uh, Meshack Taylor was on that Meshack show. Meshack Taylor was on there. Oh, yeah. Shell from Dave's yes, World. Yes, Shell from Dave's World. Oh, John, you'll be pleased to know that uh, several episodes of Law and Order SVU have a special guest appearance by Judith Light. Ooh, as the uh, oh. ADA bureau chief, formerly yeah. known as Angela Bauer from Who's the Boss? Yes. I thought we were done with Welcome Law to and the Order. Uh, 80s sitcom oh, podcast. You know what I think? You know, yeah, you know really? I call Law and Order. Call it Law and Border. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I don't have. Yeah, you that don't got have a soundboard up. That got a bigger laugh when when we were uh, you know we weren't on the air. I guess that's, that's what, what happens, happens when you retell when jokes. you tell the same <laughs> joke a second time. And I noticed on the TV here they they're showing the White House live, but there's yeah. nothing there. It's just the White House. Yeah, nothing's going on. Why does this have a picture of it? It's not a picture of it. It's actually old footage from 1976 election. <laughs> it might as well <laughs> all right, be. All right, Jeff, try that, try that joke again. <clears throat> law and order. More like law and border. Holla, 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 baby, holla, holla, Love it. That's right. That's my... I love it. That's my hot take. Your hot take. Yeah. Well, we just wanted to indulge uh, a little bit of... Uh, you know, Doug's voiceover qualities, because how often does he make it out here? They Very are, I mean, rarely. My, my voiceover qualities aren't really that great. That's right. Doug, I mean, I haven't seen Doug since before the pandemic. Right, because Doug flew in from Salt Lake City. <laughs> and boy, are his arms tired. Oh, uh, why did you do that? <laughs> Even ironically, why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> because the opportunity presented itself. <laughs> All right, and since we are thin on material tonight, we're going to do a couple can segments for you folks, because these are, these they are, are the easiest. They <laughs> are the easiest to do. These were pre-recorded. <laughs> these were recorded six months ago. <laughs> now listen mm. to me and Lawrence talk about the Three Stooges. <laughs> Not only were they pre-recorded, they were actually scripted. Uh, we outsourced uh, the job to India. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, we're buttoning. Well... Maybe some listeners know that, but according, but Doug doesn't know what we're about to do, does he? So, Doug, since you're our special guest tonight, here's what we're about to do. I think we explained it to him already. Did we? Probably. You Did might we? have, but I wasn't paying attention, probably, oh. so. Oh, so here's what we do. We, uh, we read uh, advice letters that were sent to actual advice columnists and pretend like they're written to us. Okay. Sounds All good. Right? I'll, I'll, see, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll see what I can do. So this segment is called Button In. <laughs> okay. I'm buttoning. I was opening my beer. Oh, <laughs> I think I think you need a jingle. That is the jingle. That well, is the jingle. It was a pretty half. We just did the jingle, and you said, "I think we need a jingle." Hold on, we have the. F 
full jingle. Do you, do you, Ready? Do you watch television shows? Do the, and, do and, the whole and the jingle. The, and at the end of the theme song, where it's you know, then you go. Oh, <laughs> this show needs a theme song. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really have TV theme songs anymore, so no. All right. Yeah, they do. Manly men. Man, man, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fool this man. <laughs> <laughs> That's one you earned. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the full button and jingle. Are you ready? And a one, and a two, and a. I'm buttoning. I'm buttoning. I don't remember the rest of it actually. <laughs> let's not quibble over it. Let's let's actually get to the, the we, segment instead of fucking around. We answer letters <laughs> that aren't for us, written to professional columnists. That that was the whole jingle. Okay, good. Yes. All right, now read the letter. Dear unpaid programming podcast, certainly. I have been with my husband for three years. He is white, and I am black. His parents are wonderful. Oh, I'm sorry, I have to interrupt. I have a question. Yeah. Did they follow the uh, the AP recommendation to use white lowercase and black capitalized? Both are capitalized. Interesting. Oh, they're white supremacists. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Both are capitalized. His Scandalous. Pa- <laughs> His parents are wonderful to me and often go out of their way to help us out. They treat me just like their own daughter. Unfortunately, they have a dog, Danny, who is, quote, mean, according to them. (laughs) There are five other dogs that live in that house, and they all love and enjoy the attention I give them, but Danny has always been wary of me. I tried giving him treats and approaching him the way they recommended, but he avoids me or barks at me. I have never done anything to warrant this kind of negative attention. For the first time, I thought he was just mean until I went to pick up my son, age four, who was at their house. He is biracial. Well, obviously, if everything was lining up properly, that's my editorializing. He is Chinese. And and is light-skinned. When I arrived, my son was hugging the dog like an old friend. I can't even get this dog to sniff my hand. This past weekend, Danny bit me when I put my hand out for him to sniff. Oh, dear. He didn't break my skin, but he clearly meant to hurt me. I don't know what to do because my in-laws just brushed it off. My feelings are hurt, and I'm not comfortable over there anymore. Is this dog racist? How should I handle this? (laughs) The racist dog, like in King of the Hill, where they thought Lady Bird was racist. What I don't understand is, what does this lady expect the newspaper to tell her <laughs> about the racist dog? <laughs> what kind of advice? Yes, that dog was racist. Well, here, well, here's what the newspaper here's what the newspaper said. They reached the dog for comment, and here's what the dog had to say. I'm not a racist. That's what's so insane about this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a dumb. That's a dumb letter. It's stupid. Why would you write that and send it into the newspaper? I think she just wanted to talk about a racist dog and just well, maybe, tell. You know, I think dogs, some people write these things just to tell their story. Dogs are good uh, <laughs> judges of character, and clearly, this woman wrote into the newspaper so we can judge that she is of low character. Wait a minute, she's the black one. Yes, yes. yes. The person always, writing the letter is black. The man was black. <laughs> no, the person writing the letter is black. It's a woman who's black, and her oh. husband is white. Then maybe. She's. My advice is to sit down and talk with your in-laws about getting this dog to do dog sensitivity training. <laughs> I mean, dog... that's, that's the only answer that I could theoretically come up with. Give the dog a copy of White Fragility. <laughs> At least have a serious talk with it. 
<laughs> now listen, Rex. <laughs> This well, is my wife. Not, that's not going to change anything. It's like those implicit bias tests where you're supposed to click like good and bad when it shows a white person or a black person mm-hmm. on the screen. They used to do it with a dog and like it's, it barks, but then they just have the shock collar on it and they shock out if it barks at a black person. <laughs> well, dogs are colorblind anyway. They can't tell white from black. Yeah, you're they can. You're not allowed to say colorblind anymore, Lawrence. So That's true. Not? We don't yeah, practice that version of uh, anti-racism anymore. We're supposed to celebrate our differences now. Right, celebrate Not seeing color is... Oh, oh, that is so 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. 2016? Oh, I'm sorry. 2012. Well, that's right. Lawrence is uh, H-A-E-S. <laughs> Go ahead. That's, that's health at every size. <laughs> <laughs> if you knew me, you wouldn't say that. <laughs> well, no. See, that's the, what those people are. They're people like you. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know yeah. <laughs> but I'm really not. <laughs> but see, you're not healthy, is yes. what you're saying. Yes. See, these people believe that they are. Yes, but I don't believe that I am. But the question is, do they have racist dogs? I wonder if there's any dogs that bark at fat people. <laughs> mine do, but... They're anti-fat dogs? Yeah, both of mine. Are there any dogs that bark at bald people? Not of mine, because, hey, I'm a bald guy. Is there a bald rights uh, movement <laughs> I can join? All right, Larry, David. Try and join the ball community. Oh, uh, part of the ball community. <laughs> so, so, so if you're if you're a ball guy, but you come and ever wear a rug, is that like the equivalent of like passing? Yes, that's passing. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a ball guy, because I consider myself. So, whenever I realized that you know I was past all hope as far as you know male pattern baldness goes, I gave myself the uh, the, the super short buzz, and I said, "That's it. I'm done. I am now openly bald." Because guys that shave their head have the possibility of walking around like they choose to be bald. <laughs> mm, yeah, except that you leave enough air to let it know that that isn't really the case. I leave I leave enough air to let them know that, like you know, I, I have male pattern person. baldness and I am proud. Congratulations on your bald, bald power, bald pride, bald supremacy. <laughs> you son of a bitch! You're a bald supremacist. I'm not a racist. That's what's so insane about this. Doesn't really fit. I know, but still. We, 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 there's a movement going on, Jeff. Openly bald. <laughs> now, I have a receding hairline, but I think I'm only at five head level at this point. <laughs> Most men are at five head level. Lawrence, uh, Lawrence what are you head, looking at me for? Son of a bitch. <laughs> Lawrence, has, Lawrence is three head level. I said most men. I mean, I mean, the, no. the, the, it was, there's, there's four is... of us here, and three of us are at, at least. But everybody at looked at me because your so. hairline is practically connected to your eyebrows. <laughs> it's and not we, fair. And we have made many references to Lawrence's uh, glorious, luscious mane on this show. I think the word you're looking for is luxuriant. Luxuriant, mm. luxuriant. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but we have any, any any advice for this lady? Yeah, I have some advice. Don't write your stupid letters in the newspaper. That's my advice. That's dumb. I really want to have a segment. Well, what is the what is the the, the advice column is going to answer about a racist dog? Do you talk? So I, I bet it has something to talk to the in laws and see if they can, you know. Yeah, what was the answer? Uh, maybe expose the dog to more black people or something like that. So here's the question I have: Like these national advice columnists, they must get hundreds of letters every week. And they only answer like three of them. So if <laughs> and you that write, was if, one of the ones fit to publish. So if you if you write a letter to one of these people, 
then well i think for lawrence i think the reason for that is is because they don't choose what three they don't like they pick through these hundred there's probably some editor, random there's probably some, <laughs> no there's probably an editor that picks the most interesting sounding ones because you gotta figure they gotta mix it up so like uh this guy's talking about the in-laws he doesn't get along with again oh this lady's talking about the bad co-worker again it's like oh we gotta mix it up a little bit it's like oh a racist dog racist dog we, we yeah. never, we've never <laughs> seen this one before let's see let's see how how abby uh answers this one now that's, See that's if a it good sticks. point. Let's see what she does with this. I love it. That's a good point. That's probably that what is a good point. Well, we mentioned this in the show before. Jeff auditioned to be an advice columnist a uh, number of years back. At least ten years, more than that. And your big complaint was the prompt that you were given, the letter that you had to answer. Yeah. And what was that letter? That was just really bland and seemed kind of cliche. Uh, because it was about like my you know, my husband has a woman that he, you know, works with that he goes to lunch with and whatever, and people have been joking that she's his work wife. Uh, how do you feel about the work wife? Well, Jeff, stop being a cunt. You can't complain about <laughs> cliches because you're an advice. She's column. something of a cunt, ain't she, Doc? You're an advice columnist. Your your job is to just string no. cliched advice together. I'm they not, are looking. They are looking for. I am not an advice here. columnist. That's the problem. I should have been. Yeah, you could. If you would have strung together cliches, then you could. I've done that. No, but my original question is like, how many? If you if you wrote a letter to one of these people, how long are you supposed to wait before you realize before you decide like, maybe I should act on my own advice, on my own intuition instead of waiting for the advice of a stranger. All right, Jeff, Mister Advice Columnist, attempt. Uh, what's your advice to this uh, lady with the might have a racist dog in her life? I, um, I think that they should probably put the dog down <laughs> or get a divorce. Get a divorce. I mean, interracial marriage is a sin anyway. So. I think they should just wait for the dog to die, and then you know. I know she should kill all of the other dogs. So that way, she doesn't have to see like the you know the dogs being nice. Actually, she should kill all the dogs because you know she doesn't like seeing the dogs being nice to her kids and whatever. So yeah, yeah, just uh, put all the dogs down. Now here's the second half of every letter of button in. Do you want to know what the answer was? Yes. In, in eleven words or less. <laughs> Basically, she referred the question to a veterinarian <laughs> behavioral biologist. Oh, of really? course. Oh, really? If you can't get a job, invent one. Who's that guy, the dog whisperer? The Mexi uh, Caesar, Mexican or something. Caesar. Yeah, Spanish. Yeah, Caesar or something or other. See, all the other Caesar, Caesar, Roma Caesar, no. Caesar Romero. Caesar and yeah, Caesar Chavez Caesar are coming Romero. into my mind all it's the not time. Caesar Romero. What about Caesar Cardini, inventor of the Caesar salad? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> he has his own brand of salad dressing. <laughs> I see his name more than the other Caesars. This guy. This is not my kind of guy. <laughs> what is the answer? What, what did they answer? Dawes can certainly tell the difference in people by race. After all, they can tell the difference between identical twins because they're so special because they're fucking dogs. No, they can't. They're they can smell dogs. them. But yeah, they that... should not bite people based on race. Danny probably does not like visitors, and the more unusual mm. they look, the more aggressive he will be. Because this dog can smell a from a mile away. We have a bleep button on here. <laughs> no, we, <laughs> we have certain standards on this show. <laughs> and end bombs we will not be throwing out on voluntarily anyway. Four other dogs in his pack, uh, you know... Turns out he's just an asshole, is what the what the vet is saying. Really? And there's yeah. nothing you can do about it? That's so, what they said? Too bad? No, too bad. They didn't say too bad. <laughs> your dogs, some dogs are racist. You're just going to have to deal with it. No, they didn't, say, bitch. they didn't say your dogs are racist. They said your dog's an a the dog's an asshole because the parents of the dog 
already told her that the dog was no, me. The parents of the dogs are also dogs. The master of the dog. The masters. The owners of, of the dog. The dogs, dogs are animals. I'm sorry. Parents. Stop it. It really bothers you. It is <laughs> annoying to me. You aren't allowed to say master, though, so. Oh, that's right. That's also racist. What about uh, the, the, the what owners and BDSM relationships? Owners of the dogs. Uh, Fred Rogers would disagree with that as well. Uh, the, the I don't dog... care what Fred Rogers thinks on this subject. Yeah, he's the, dead. The humans of the dogs. Yeah, look what happened to him. Sorry. The people that take care of the dog already told her that the dog's an asshole. Sometimes dogs are assholes. <laughs> There's nothing you can do. And sometimes they hate black people. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. <laughs> there was an episode and of Family Guy, too. too. It's a running joke on Family Guy about how Brian, yeah, Brian hates black people. Brian hates black people. Because the blackout showed the house and Brian would start going, Rrr, I'm sorry. Rrr, I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, what, what I'm saying is, and what this vet apparently is saying is that, you know, some dogs are just, uh, you know, wary of newcomers and... You look more like a newcomer than any other newcomer I've ever seen, so I'm going to mm. be like... Rrr. What about the little kid, though? He wasn't black. Well, and also, most dogs won't go after small children. Yeah, even nah, if they're wary of newcomers. Some, and, and some gravitate to small children. Yeah. The one that has thankfully, mercifully, left the room, <laughs> Henry, has he gravitates to kids as well. So, I mean, you never... It's just know. temperamental. Like people. Like people. They have shit that they like and don't like. Mm-hmm. Like sexual deviance. Well, this isn't breaking news, John. This is a key race alert. Key, well, uh, this They've is, had one before, and it does, it's nothing. <laughs> this is more Wolf Blitzer stuff. It's like because... more, four more votes for Biden. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually about 10,000 more. Yeah, whatever. The last time shit. I looked. Oh, Jesus. This is becoming quite the horse race. Uh... Actually, it's not. It's a presidential race, not a horse race. <laughs> oh, did you know? Unless your president's going to be a horse. Did you know? I've been... <laughs> I wouldn't. I would. I'd vote for. I vote for Mr. Ed. <laughs> I've been seeing all these uh, Trump train memes, and the Trump train's always Soviet for some reason. A Soviet train for some reason, <laughs> with a red star on it. But um, gee, I wonder why. <laughs> in, in order to counter that, I've been trying to find a good train crash GIF, and there aren't any. I think I need to make my own of the train crash scene at the end of Bridge on the River Kwai, which is the best train crash scene in film history. Maybe you should be no, original. No, no, no. That, was the, that was the only. That was the only one I could find. Maybe okay, you should try so being original the... and crash a train and and record it. That's what you should do. <laughs> because what, again, going back to the first half on the uh, the, the family uh, group text was Doug sent a uh, train, Trump train gif of the uh, the trains flying off a bridge. And from what I was could see, it looked like Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, it could have been. <laughs> I don't know. It looked like Thomas the Tank Engine. Or Thomas. Which is Irish. Why couldn't they, why couldn't it have been James? Nobody likes him. Well, he's an asshole. <laughs> but it was a it was a train going over a bridge over a, a high and short span. But the bridge collapsed and the mm-hmm. train goes off and into the muck. To me, it looked like it was a like a Thomas. It could have been. sort of scene. I didn't pay that close of attention to it. And then I responded. And the Trump with, train went off the bridge. <laughs> and Sir Topham Hat was very cross. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like Thomas the Tank Engine when I was a kid. I just want to. Yeah, yeah, well, nothing else was on, you know. I like the. I just like the sh- like the Shining Time Station part. Like the human peep. The, the human, human people. Schemer was the best. The, the real stuff. And then <laughs> I would an watch asshole. that. And then yes, whenever he was, it, to, it was the best. Whenever it went to Thomas the Tank Engine, I turned. I didn't want to watch it anymore. It was like watching Mr. Rogers. Yeah. And, and when they went to the neighborhood make believe. I didn't want to watch it anymore. You, you just kind of go make a sandwich and then yeah. come back. Yeah. I wanted to listen to Mr. Rogers sing to a kid in a wheelchair. <laughs> I wanted to watch Mr. Rogers explore Pittsburgh. 
Because he did that a lot. Sometimes oh, he did yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I wanted him to show a film strip about how graham crackers are made. Exactly. <laughs> or, or, or peanut butter or crayons. I like those, oh, too. The crayon one was good. The picture, picture. I wanted him to go to uh, Mr. Mr. Negri's music shop so he can show what a, what a nine-string guitar looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that also. Oh, we have Wynton Marsalis in the back just hanging out. One of the greatest yeah. jazz musicians ever. Exactly. I don't want to. I don't want to know what's going on with the this purple is my panda. New he's, playing yo, a, yo he's playing a gig later with Joe Negri and Johnny Costa, so he's got to play <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like great and, musicians. This is a God trumpet. damn it, Fred Rogers has, loved music. It has three valves, and you blow into it like this. <laughs> wow, that's that's wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> well, could I try? <laughs> <laughs> He's had Whitten Marsalis do his doing something. It's so simple. <laughs> it's pretty easy. There's only three bells. And then he would try it and go. <laughs> Did he ever? He had Bradford Mar- Marsalis on there too, didn't he? No, he had. There was two. There was one with just Whitten, and there was one with the rest of the Marsalises. Yeah, oh. he had one with Whitten and one with, with everybody else. Everybody else. Okay. Whitten has contract issues. I see. I made that up. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. About jazz musician contracts? You could be... You could that, just, hey, hey, Chuck Noll said he want classical musicians, not jazz musicians. But if that's jazz music, I say take it. Take it, you play that saxophone, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We can edit that out. <laughs> oh, no. I leave every Myron Cope impression in. Yeah. Who's Nijinsky? <laughs> okay. All right. Letter number two. Oh, there's another one. <laughs> Our next letter comes from some bitch who's sick of her in-laws' racist dog. And she writes. <laughs> and she writes. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you what the letter's about, so just to set up the Casey Kasem. Is that okay? Okay. All right. Bride's a little chunky, and her own mom is uh, asking her to be less chunky. And she writes, Dear Casey, I'm about to get married, but I'm a fat bitch. I forgot. I'm a the fat, rest of it, I out forgot. of shape, inner city sweat her fucking, dog. And her fucking mom is like... Oh, her mom's fat, too? No, her mom is asking her to... Her mom know. is actually Cameron Manheim. <laughs> <laughs> Only Lawrence got that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Doug, you're like Dennis Miller. <laughs> it's like Cameron Manheim. I don't want to go on a rant here. <laughs> I don't want to go on a rant here, but she's like Cameron Manheim, babe. She used that, to watch the practice. What do you want? And she did that whole thing at the Emmys. This one's for all the fat girls. What the hell are you talking about? Fool this man! Anyway, the fat bitch. Yeah, excuse me for uh, fat working my jaws while you were trying to give the kickoff. Our next letter comes from a fat bitch who's about to get married. And her mother is fat too. No, her mother wants her to lose weight before the marriage. Oh. Because she, her mother is so zeroed in on her daughter looking skinnier than she already is for the wedding day and keeps on dropping hints. How about she How about she? she how loses... do you weigh 109 pounds? Can't you get it down to 105? How about she loses the weight and, and stays that way instead of being one of those bitches who they lose a bunch of weight to get married and then they just blow back up? And then get the Phil haircut. The Phil haircut. <laughs> Well, goddamn! Once they've got married, they don't need to attract a man anymore. That's the that see. That's the fucked up part of it. And they can always say, "I was thin as a rail until I was these damn kids were born." <laughs> I saw this. It's a long what time. Does my ago. Wife, wife will say that. It was a long time ago, and my my wife is very petite. It's very small. And we were at the buffet. <laughs> and this big black woman <laughs> says, "Just, just mows her out of the way." Well, she's like, "No," she says, "She's like." 
Oh, damn, I used to look just like you. I would have been like, you were white? <laughs> and you were also horrified at the same time, probably. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I was so horrified. She was gonna, I thought she was going to turn black. No, because <laughs> no, she was a large woman. I'm not a racist. That's what's so insane <laughs> about this. It's going to tonight. <laughs> wow. Mm. If you want to see your future... Take a look in the seat next to you. <laughs> okay, Al Bundy. Al Bundy, that was an Al Bundy. Thank you. Oh, man. If anyone wants to laugh for like 10 minutes straight, find the, there's a YouTube compilation of Al Bundy making fun of fat women. <laughs> it's the greatest Not thing ever. Not just fat women, all women. That's true. He yeah. did make fun of a lot of women. It was just all women. <laughs> and you know what? There's something I noticed. Uh, Al Bundy, whenever Marcy would come over, Al Bundy would make a lot of chicken jokes. Yes, and Marcy... It's because she had like a chicken. <laughs> but they stole it. Always sunny in Philadelphia stole that because they always called D a bird. Oh. Yep. Rip off. Oh. Ripping off Al Bundy. Anyway, sorry. Our next Big gay ice cream is the best. Fat cunt who's, who needs to, should listen to her mom and lose some weight. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Dear Unpaid Programming Podcast, because why not? Three months ago, I got engaged. My fiance is wonderful. We're both thrilled and excited, and our families are too. My Great. My Happy mom, I am for you. <laughs> my mom is very excited to talk about wedding stuff, but she has a tendency to be kind of pushy and stubborn when she gets something in her head. She has now decided... Typical woman. I should want to lose weight for my wedding. Well, she's right about this. <laughs> Except not just for the wedding. Again. <laughs> from now on. The other day, she made a comment about how I should start dieting now to, quote, look good for my wedding. Quote, I thought it was kind of an offhand comment, but when I expressed to her that it was, stupid thing to, that it was a stupid thing to say, she doubled down, saying I need to be a size 10 or even better, a size 8, which I have never been in my life especially for since my she's wedding. Especially since she's 240 pounds currently. <laughs> I mean, a size 10 isn't that small. Like it's not... When my wife was a size 8, I was horrified. Because like she was bigger. Wait, hold on. What's size 8? I don't know dress sizes at all. Yeah, because your wife's a size 0 constant. My wife fluctuates. And sometimes it gets to eight. And I'm like, right, too high, too, too high. high, not too high, too not... hard. <laughs> Who cares? It's gone. Yeah. Too high. Okay, that's what I was. That's what I thought you meant. I didn't want you to be like, well, normally she's a size ten. <laughs> I'm currently a size fourteen. She says if I don't lose weight, I won't find a wonderful wedding dress. My body image has been a big problem for me for most of my life. So coming up on our next hour, <laughs> Top Ten Countdown is Fat Bottom Girls Bike Week. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I, developed issues, I developed issues as a chubby kid, well, I know that, and, with, and struggled with an eating disorder in my teens until I sought professional help in college. Well, which kind of eating disorder? <laughs> the bad kind. They're all bad. Not all of them. What about orthorexia? That's not that bad. You're still eating. You're just very particular about what you eat. We'll get to that. Okay. I have been in recovery since then, but I still have a not great relationship with food. And I did gain some weight this year. Sounds like she has a wonderful relationship with food. <laughs> Her and food get along swimmingly. I'm having a good fucking time! 
and am working on losing it through healthy eating and exercise, but the idea of a diet is toxic for me. Uh. Hold on. Both my parents and my fiance are well aware of this, or they <coughs> should be. My mom feels that since I have been in recovery for 11 years and I never binge or purge anymore, which, bulimia is obviously oh, the, the problem okay. here. Well, that's a yeah, bad bulimia one. Bulimia is not That's a bad one. That's, it messes up your teeth, you know, with the yeah. puke in the bile. It's okay to push on this. I have asked her literally six times. Well, that's, wait. Six times. Appropriate use of literally. <laughs> literally six times. <laughs> exactly six times. Well, how often have we used, have we heard literally for emphasis instead of actual, like, you know, literal? Literally a million times. Literally the best use of literally ever. Literally. Thank you, Rob Lowe. <laughs> yes! Yes! Literally. All right. I on. love it. I got it! I got it! Woo! Thank you. I have literally asked her six times to drop the idea of me being a specific size for my wedding, but she will not. What's my next step? Signed, not dieting. You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say this. Listen to your mother. <laughs> That's my advice. Ma mommy knows best, you fat bitch. So, now, Lawrence, what are your opinions as an H-A-E-S activist? <laughs> uh, what, do you, what do you think what that she should do? It's health at every size. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> See, when I, was, when I was in my day, we used to just call ourselves fat empowerment. <laughs> and now all of a sudden we got these new LGBTQ letters, uh, alphabet people. <laughs> the alphabet that was Dave Chappelle yes but uh, no, I remember a long time ago there was this Oprah thing where they had the, the, the bunch of fat women because it was uh, during one of well, Oprah's fat that's the only fat... people that would watch Oprah's well, was... <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly but it was one of, during one of Oprah's fat periods and she had all these fat women in bikinis like coming on and then Oprah's like big and beautiful <laughs> it was great yeah, some people like it was that. hilarious Reminded me of like, uh, like Richard Simmons and sweating to the oldies. There was a bunch of big fat broads. Well, that's you know? because well, that was that was actually to lose weight. Though. Well, yeah, 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 yeah that's that was his he, thing. That's because he didn't want to make it like he, he wanted was to make complain it about the Denise Austin yeah. stuff. Like yeah. all, he wanted to make it accessible. All, all supermodels. He wanted to make it accessible to everyone. To well, watch the other, his tapes. well, the other reason why Richard Simmons made sweating to the oldies was because, right, the real, the, the real, the real crappy soundtracks. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Or we can just jam out the dancing in the street, and then you can just dance and have fun <laughs> and not even feel like you're mm -hmm. working. See, the, the fatal flaw to Sweat into the Oldies, though, is that you couldn't get licensing for the original hits, and you had to have like a canned, like canned uh, karaoke versions of it. That still worked. You well, know, no, in the first song. one, he had a live band. He, he did, but it was still it sounded like canned. You know, it wasn't the original hits. He wasn't That's the original fine. hits. Calling out well, around damn, you the know, world, we'll, we'll be dancing <laughs> in the street. Yeah. You know, dancing with the stars gets millions of people to watch every week using a live band. I doing think ABC shitty cover versions. I think ABC has the money for the rights. Of course though. they do, but they don't. They just use the. They, well, I don't know if they do now. What with COVID, well, the, the money for the cover versions is less expensive than the live <laughs> band. It's just you're not necessarily going to be able to get the licensing. So we're going to pay for anyway. Mick Jagger and David Bowie's Dancing in the Streets. <laughs> we're going to pay for the Grateful Dead Dancing in the Street. <laughs> the worst worst cover ever. Or the, or the uh, you know, we can revisit that if you want or the, to. Or the Beach Boys singing Okie from Muskogee. <laughs> oh, God. That happened? <laughs> yeah.
yeah, that happened. Oh, Jesus I, I think they should have done oldies like the Beach Boys uh, student, student demonstration time, one of the worst <laughs> songs ever recorded. All right, you know what? I want to have a listen along at the, at the tail end whenever you run out of steam okay. of the Grateful Dead Dancing in the Street. Can I find that on YouTube's? Probably, I don't know. Probably. Probably you could. I know how the I know how the uh, the bootleg culture is with the Grateful Dead because they were, I got this one from '77. Yeah. Man, it was, <laughs> trading tapes. The second show in Detroit. That's the one, man. They're always trading tapes and shit. I used to have a bunch of Grateful Dead tapes. I know you did. <laughs> I didn't. I just I just want to be sure that it wasn't in that like you know level of deaddom. I guess. We'll no, call no, it. no, no, no. It was on a. It was on an album. No, oh, an there album. was a studio an version. There's a studio version on Shakedown Street. Yeah. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. No, shake, so I'm we'll, not talking we'll, about Shakedown Street. I'm talking we'll, about Dancing in the Streets. Yeah, there's on the album Shakedown Street. There's the that's where the coverage Dancing in the Street appears oh, okay. on that album. All right, maybe we'll revisit that since we don't give a shit about Possibly. licensing anymore on the show. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, those are my letters. Uh, thank you all for participating. I know that you. Well, hold on a minute. We, we haven't answered. About we never did answer. Her. We didn't see what the. No, I answered. Well, you did. Yeah. yeah. All right. I didn't answer. I have a question that I think is relevant. Uh, go ahead. How fat is the husband? That is a good question. Actually. I mean, I mean, if 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 it's a fat couple, I mean, she shouldn't be losing weight. That is a good question. You, you know, don't, you don't want to have some kind of like reverse Jack Spratt situation here. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, what, did the, what, what was the advice columnist's answer? I bet it was the talk to your mom again. I, bet I that mean, I mean, even worse, you don't want people time. saying. You don't want people saying like this. This woman looks good. What's she doing with this big fat ass? <laughs> that's true. That's what. That's what everyone says thing is, to Laura. I mean, it, it's it's it would well, only be for like. Well, it's gonna be for ass. one day anyway. You know, she's gonna blow back up after the wedding, even if she does lose the weight. Uh, well, considering that this woman's eating disorder was bulimia, uh, the advice columnist's advice to the writer was to just tell your mom to leave it alone because if you're eating healthy and you're exercising already. Most people who say they're eating healthy and exercising and then they stay the same overweightness, they're not doing either of those things. Well, well they're doing it nominally. It's like, I'm losing weight, so I'm going to order a salad. But it's going to be a Cobb salad. <laughs> <laughs> Cobb yeah, salad. it's stuff like that. Oh, by Bob Cobb, the owner of the Cobb Hotel. Yeah. Or like the chef salad that has like cheese and hard-boiled egg and meat and like a ton of mayonnaise on it. Yeah, exactly. It's stuff like that. They really aren't yeah. doing that. Or they're like, you know, eat some snack snack wells or some shit but given this woman's Salty uh difficult history with food as it is bulimia to be specific uh my guess is if that she is unwilling to go on a special whatever with an eating disorder i'm gonna say that her claims are legitimate but her eating disorder was that she would eat a whole bunch of food and, and then, then barf it all up <laughs> not that she would like not eat enough food you know there's a big difference between the two i don't see how like Going on a diet where you just you know restricting calories is going to be a problem for someone who's who was bulimic before, which is like the complete opposite, because eating a whole can, shitload of food. Because it can lead to binges. Or how about how about this? She had an eating disorder. She did not have an exercising disorder. Maybe she just exercises more and eats the same, and you have to lose a little bit of weight. That's true. She could, or she could just actually exercise because she's probably not. She's probably not. I mean, 20 minutes on the treadmill at the... Most people. No, 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 she's, she's exercising. I mean, she walks, does a lot of walking at the grocery store. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, hey, here we are trying to answer these questions legitimately. <laughs> well, we kind of are. But we are. <laughs> we usually don't. Except we're just making fun of fat people. <laughs> 
but hell, we didn't need we didn't need that to do that. I'm here. <laughs> I, I already made fun of you. We've Lawrence. done that enough already <laughs> on, the, on this program. Oh, we need a new target. Joe, I don't know if you saw. There's a um, on on YouTube. There's the deleted scenes from Simpsons episodes and the one from the episode where Homer uh, gets really fat. King size Homer. Yeah, there's, there's a deleted scene from that where it has Homer after he's uh, pre- presented with his mobile remote workstation. He's sitting there smiling, and then. <laughs> and then uh, Carl, Lenny and Carl are sitting there. One of them says, "You have something about you. It looks like you just look important." (laughs) (laughs) Why the hell did that make it in? And then one of the the others says, "I'm thinking of gaining a few pounds myself." I was thinking of gaining a few pounds myself. (laughs) And the other one says, "No, it's more than that. You just look confident." (laughs) Just over sitting there, just like. And, and, and his fat guy cap and moo No, he's just, it was just right, right when he got the workstation, so it's oh, real okay. close, but he's just smiling. Pre-moo-moo. And I have, one, I have one other friend who's really fat, who just, as soon as I saw him sitting there smiling like that, I just thought of him. <laughs> Did you tell me? You look more confident. <laughs> All right, I have to take a... Uh, I, I have to go make pee-pee sprinkles, so uh, ah, what the keep hell, going. Dude? Just keep going. Me. You don't really keep going. It's kind of hard. You throw up the whole the whole dynamic. You could have just left. One person. You could, yeah, you could have just Probably. left. And you would have kept it going. But... Yeah, I know. No, you got to make a huge announcement. You got to be like, all right, guys. All right, I got to go pee. I'm going to get up. I have to evacuate my bowel. I hang up the headphones. and go, where's he going? And then you all stop. That's all right. I can I can work the board now. Does anyone have any opinions on David Axelrod? Yeah, I got one. Is that beautiful? That really is beautiful. Oh, no. Who's David Axelrod? Is former, that the, the guy who's on Obama campaign advisor? Yeah. Yeah. Is he the guy who's on television right he's, now with Anderson Cooper? He's actually been in politics a really long time. He got his start on uh, Paul Simon's '88 campaign for president, so he's been around a long Wait, time. Paul Simon? Yeah, the senator from uh, Illinois. Oh, I thought you meant the playwright Paul Simon. I was like, <laughs> what? what? You ran for office? No, you think of Neil Simon? The oh, wait, playwright Paul, Neil. Paul Simon. Paul the, Simon the Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. Oh. They actually once appeared together on SNL. Me and Julio down by the schoolyard. <laughs> Neil Simon died recently, didn't he? I mean, by recently, uh, I mean, within a few the past years ago. Few yeah. Years, yeah. Mm. Oh, There's less than two thousand votes in Georgia. Yeah, it was like uh, seventeen hundred. Election night in America continued. <laughs> Oh, the news is the, the news stations are loving this shit. Well, you know that's one of the reasons why they haven't called Arizona yet. <laughs> to keep people they watching. They want to stretch it out. You know, well, Fox News yeah. called Arizona too. Yeah, Fox yeah, did, but yeah. Google called it too. It's on their map. Like the, the AP, they, they they AP. AP. Yeah, the AP called it. And AP and Fox apparently use the same. That that, that uh, they, they make the yeah they use the same uh, aggregator. Well, mm-hmm. that group. I think that group that they have that they talked about that that one guy that one. Guy who they were interviewing on Fox News about the call, mm-hmm. who was explaining their rationale. I guess he was talking about there's like this committee, but I guess it's people from the AP and University of Chicago has something to do with it. But... You know what, guys? Yeah. I actually called this election months ago. I called it a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an old Neil Hamburger. Why? Why? That sounds like an old Neil Hamburger. Oh, like from American old, like America's funny oh, man. Those, 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 okay, really old Neil Hamburger. That no one ever. <laughs> they heard. called it a disaster. Oh, not that old. Okay. Anyway, uh, we've got a uh, our second new segment yeah. coming up. That's right. Uh, it's time to read. We had some. A couple this of is our scripts. third spread episode of reading shitty scripts. Yes, so we uh, have a lot of fun doing this. Oh yeah, we do. Uh, my question is, Jeff sent us two, unfortunately. Yeah. So now we have a choice. We're doing both. We're doing both. We're doing both. Pretty short. Apparently, since they're both short. 
Come on, girl. Good shot out, please. <laughs> well, the, the last, I think it was either the last show or the one before that I, I played that video of you uh, singing. One before the last show. It ain't unusual. It ain't un- yeah. <laughs> so are we going to introduce every. Uh, Maybe we should. I only have like two more karaoke videos. Every though. script set with karaoke videos, I guess. Or we're going to run out really soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, Trump said that COVID's over, so we can start going to karaoke again. That's true. <laughs> get some more material. But, so uh, which one are we doing first? Uh, the barista or Christmas dinner? Uh, which one do you guys want to do? I don't care. I don't uh, let's do the barista because it's more fun to say. Okay. <laughs> so the barista, the barista is a fun one. And why don't you set this up for us, Jeff? Because this formatting is terrible. Yes, the formatting is a mess. It's written by an Italian. Uh, let me find it. I have to find it because I brought up that silly video first. It's written by Fausto Lusignani. Or we don't say the names. <laughs> Well, no, this is a review, and yeah. we have to make sure this is properly copyrighted, you know. Oh, properly credited. credited Probably not and, saying the name uh, right anyway. He's Italian. To, to conform to copyright laws, this is a review. Yes. Certainly yeah, not cause, performance. Because, so. you know, that Fausto, whatever his name is, is going to s- uh, sick his team of lawyers on us. From a script that he wrote yeah. in 2018. Right. All right, so we have I to figure out who's going to do what here. Yeah. Uh, I remember that one. I wanted to play Emily. Can I, can I, can I inter- interject a minute for a proposal? No. It, I think at the end I of this, we no. should try to figure out which, which cable television network would be most likely to pick up the script. <laughs> well, the script is, is only like six pages these long. These are so yeah, bad. these are shorts. These are so... Oh, here we go. These tend to be so that. bad, and they're usually English as a second language scripts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one, well, I don't then know. Well, then tell Hey! Hey, Chihuahua! No, my gusta! All right. That's the, you turn on Telemenudo, you get that bumblebee man. <laughs> Who's gonna do the stage directions? Well, I mean, it's your it's your baby, Jeff. You you can decide. Well, I'm I'm Emily. Okay. okay. An average looking. Well, I'll let the uh, stage yes. whoever does the stage directions read that. Part. How many parts do we have? There's three. You just need someone to do stage directions, and there's Emily, and then there's uh, Sienna. There's three parts. Uh, I'll do stage directions. Doug, uh, just wait. What am I looking at here? You don't have to look at anything. I didn't send it to you. you know, there's uh, only three parts. You're on this one, so. Uh, Interrupt whenever you feel like it. Just don't be an asshole. I guess how I'll about s- that? I'll, right. Sienna, then, I'll, I just, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just watch uh, <clears throat> King here. Watch, uh, you know, John King, King of the Maps. Saying the same thing about Georgia that he said right. two hours they ago. Said, well, no, eight hours ago. <laughs> and it's important to note: Emily and Sienna are lesbians, lesbian lovers. Lesbian. I was hoping that I had a clip, clip of Dave Chappelle going, "I love lesbians." Yeah, but I don't have it. Ah, too bad. No, anyway, all right. Who's reading the stage dry directions? Me. All right, go ahead. John loves to read the stage. Let's directions. let's get started. Mike's not here, so it's my job now. Good. Fade in, interior, apartment, room, night. Emily, an average-looking woman in her thirties, sleeps on a sofa bed. The sofa occupies half of the room in this typical Manhattan studio apartment. The alarm clock on the small table near the sofa shows half past six in the morning. 6.30! That's me doing the part of the alarm clock. (laughs) The talking alarm clock. (laughs) Wake up, will ya? A strong buzzing sound. (laughs) No, that's too quick. A strong buzzing sound breaks the silence of the room. It's time to go to work. Emily jolts. 
<laughs> and with one hand pushes the button to stop the hellish sound. <laughs> that works. Okay. Interior apartment room. Half hour later, Emily sits on the side of the bed. She talks on the cell phone with her lover, Sienna, age 25. Wait, I have a question. she's younger. I have a quick question. Yeah. How are we supposed to know if this we're watching this this a half hour later? They're going to make the clock really prominent so that we can see, like, okay, it was 6.30, now mm. it's 7 o'clock. That's a good point, Doug. They probably. Should, There's probably, probably going to be a clock be behind. The passage the, of time so you would see the... Uh, <laughs> There's going to be a giant clock. <laughs> the alarm clock. Remember the alarm hey, clock? They said it earlier. They, they said it was half, half past six in the morning. So we'll probably see the same clock saying... Seven. You know, there's a title card that says one half hour later. <laughs> okay. Many eternities later. So this is me, Boom. Emily, sitting on the side of the bed talking to my lover, Sienna. What happened to you? Nothing. Why didn't you come <laughs> home? I couldn't. Why you couldn't? Were you with <laughs> another woman? No. It was as written. <laughs> that is as written. Where are you now? <laughs> A beat. At his place. His place? What's going on? I slept with a man. I wanted to try. I don't get it. You wanted to try what? <laughs> A beat. <laughs> What's like to make love to a man? <laughs> What? Wait, that's what it says. That's what it says. What's like? I'm gonna read this in the accent. I want to try what it's like. No, it's don't correct the script, Doug. We read it exactly as it's written. I didn't think I was correcting it. It must be even worse than I thought. It's worse than you thought. English ASL. Okay, start with Lawrence's line again. A beat. Let's like to make love to a man. Well. It's different. He has a dick. <laughs> He's got a cock. A big mule. And I'm Emily. I'm a dyke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, start with well. Well. It's different. Where is he now? <laughs> he works at night. I've waited for you all day. I was so worried. Why didn't you call me? I didn't have time after we made love. We went out to lunch. <laughs> what? Did you fuck before or after lunch? I don't Obviously before. After Obviously. we made love, we went to lunch. Yes. And then, because there's a, you have to have lunch after you make love, because yeah, that's, that's, a, you that's know, a rule. Uh, yeah, of course. Hey, you you used to smoke cigarettes after that, you know, was uh, no might. longer acceptable. That's right. Now you go to Denny's. <laughs> Wait, so which of these women is the barista? I don't know. I don't know, we don't know. I think I am because I said somebody had to go to work. So Emily, which is me, is going to go to work at some point. So I guess I'm the barista. What do you mean? How Sienna's got fucking dudes and going to lunch? <laughs> anyway, uh, went out to lunch. <clears throat> Have you forgotten that you live with me? A long beat. I know. I said a long beat. Wait a little. Bit. <laughs> well, you, all you had to do was say right, it. Shh. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I know. Listen, Emily, stop talking questions. We need to talk. All right, hold on. Let's do the script a little bit of justice. Read that line again. <laughs> this is a review. I know. Listen, Emily, stop asking questions. We need to talk. What you want to tell me? 
that you enjoyed very much fucking with a man. <laughs> a moment of silence. Okay. Thank you. Okay, it's better that we don't discuss this now. You're too upset. You mean I shouldn't be pissed off with you? I'm sorry. Let's talk mail. <laughs> A long silence. Sienna finds it hard to restart the conversation. Eh? Go eh? ahead. What you want to say? Everything is so confusing. <laughs> I remind you. Oh, wait. I'm sorry, John. Read that stage direction I missed. Emily's voice trembles. I remind you that we're getting married next month. I can't do it. I need time to reflect. What is happening to you? I'm going through. Nelson. (laughs) What? I'm Nelson. I'm going through an identity crisis. I don't know who I am anymore. What I know is that you're a fucking whore. Don't say that. You're hurting me. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Hold on, John. Oh, I'm sorry. Ironically, which is the totally wrong word. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Am I bruising you? Let me try that again with the correct word. Sarcastically. Oh, yeah? Am I bruising you? I'm so sorry. A beat. Where did you meet him? On Broadway in 48. We were waiting for the light to change and... Laughing acidly. Wait, isn't that in the middle of the East River? Uh, <laughs> is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> one of those things about that I see addresses in movies that are always in the middle of the river. Well, they don't want to put a real address because some morons going to try and go to it. <laughs> take, pic- take pictures yeah. Take pictures of the abandoned Burlington Coat Factory warehouse. <laughs> yeah, or Uncle Rob's place in New York. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uncle Rob. <laughs> Uncle Rob. Anyway, uh, He's right over there. Emily, <clears throat> John, laughing acidly, 48th Street, a well-known hooker's spot. Please. What are you planning to do with me? With us? A painful silence. Pain. <laughs> <laughs> That was great. (laughs) Okay. Emily's eyes are wet. I said. There you go. She holds her cell phone tightly. (laughs) Her expression shows deep apprehension. No. Very good. (laughs) Tomorrow, I'm moving out. Where are you going? We decided to live together. We feel deeply for each other. I'll bet you felt him deep inside of you. Oh, yeah, it was oh! great. You should have tried That's it. not a line. I made that up. <laughs> it was great. You should have tried it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I'd like to try that sometime. <laughs> All right. Uh, Back to the script. Right. You decided to live together. Okay. <clears throat> what about my feelings? Sienna does not reply to her question. Fuck you. <laughs> Stay with him. 
I don't want to see you anymore. I'd like to point out that that was not that was in the script. That was not any. Uh, no, that wasn't ad libbed. No, mm, <coughs> right? Certainly, that was not ad libbed. Emily angrily throws her phone to the floor <coughs> and begins to weep. We <laughs> need <laughs> a fade. How we fade? Okay. Uh, there's no fade. There's... No, we're, we're switching there's actually scenes. no instructions at oh, all right. on how no, to but I, I, I see that we're switching scenes here. I yeah. wish to fade. Don't I am fade. the stage director. Come on, John. You need to do the blinds close. <laughs> for, for this production, this? you need one of those, like a star wipe or something. How about like this? That. How about this? Oh, wait. Oh, somewhere Ooh. on there. You got. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Interior coffee shop morning. Emily stands behind the counter. She wears a yellow dash brown barista uniform. Interior coffee shop, same time because you some, need to do that? this is necessary apparently. Same time, morning. Same time, because they have the quick shot of her working behind the uh, barista, then they cut to another scene. But that's not—you don't really need to do that. That's I mean, a, in, more of in, a director's decision in formatting. You don't really need to write that out. Yeah. Oh well, la di da, Mister Hollywood here. Interior, for this. Interior, this <laughs> interior coffee shop. Same time, she flashes a happy, dazzling pair of tits. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Smile. All right, please. Don't joke. Welcome to Coffee King. How can I help you today? Sienna, attractive but unkempt, stands in front of the counter. She looks distressed. Softly. Hi. A coffee. Hi. A, I'm sorry. Forgi a, forgive uh, me. I. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you're reading it that way because her her lines have more of the the you know the English English yeah English as a second language. <clears throat> John. Emily stares at her with glacial eyes. No, more glacial than that, Jeff. You have a violin. I think we can use some background. <laughs> <laughs> we can use some music. Here. Oh, I got a flute over there. Oh, I forgot. Never mind. No, no, no. We, we got one. That's oh, not, uh, all right. Let's <laughs> just to continue. Edit that out. <clears throat> then she turns around and moves towards the coffee machine, whispering, "Fuck you." <laughs> Interior coffee shop. Minutes later, Emily holds a cup of steaming coffee with both hands because it's Hallmark. Mm. Mm. A radiant smile illuminates her features. Mm. Interior coffee shop, same, same time. time. Emily places the cup in front of Sienna. Enjoy it and have a beautiful, happy day. Thanks. That's not the script, Lawrence. You don't say thanks. You, you whore. <laughs> I'm sorry, I am whore. I understand. One more time, Jeff. <clears throat> Enjoy it and have a beautiful, Happy day. The end. Wait, so what happened? Nothing. <laughs> nothing happened. Was the end? One of them fucked a man, and then nothing happened. And then the other one went, came back and went to the coffee shop. Wait, I'm, I'm talking nowhere near the microphone. They're lesbians. One of them had sex with a man, uh, and then they kind of broke up over the phone, I guess. Uh -huh. And then the other one went to the coffee shop where the first one worked. And then, and then there was. And no then she bought coffee. <laughs> at, at this place. 
Remember, these are shitty scripts. I know they're shitty. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a pretty th- uh, thick line between shitty and pointless. <laughs> well, these are also pointless too. You should have seen the other one we read. I mean, what are these what are these being written for? We don't know. We don't we don't know. Find them on the internet. Practice, I guess. And we enjoy performing them. And it's fun to take, perform. Is this, is this like a Reddit thing or something? That I'm no, it's no, not. it's just it's a site called Simply Scripts. Yeah, which is them. a wealth of. Well, Lawrence found them. Yeah. Wealth of content, and that uh, is truly. And so got I, one more. All right, I want to do. Uh, I want to perform a part. Uh, what's, okay. What, okay, so we got one more. I, I like to be Roy in this one. Okay. Can you be Can you be Roy of Royce? So we used to be, hang out. Uh, stage directions. Someone's you want me to do Bali. stage directions. Okay, you could do stage directions. Okay. John, you can do. Uh, maybe you should do Molly. Hold on. Or okay. actually, well, there's Molly, and then there's Young Man. Young man! Young man! This is Christmas dinner? Yes, this is Christmas dinner. All right, let's get Doug in on this. Doug, you're going to be in on this. I said it to you. So, oh, uh, you know, why don't you get on the damn ball here, pal? I didn't know. I thought you were sending me something you he's new. He's, he's a no, new guy. Is, he's new to the program. <laughs> Give him a chance. I thought you were sending me something you wanted me to... Sorry, I thought you were sending me something you wanted me to... Uh, no, 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 no. No, we need read. our producer to you know, get him up to speed here. No. We don't have a producer because... We don't, we don't write things all on right, the All right, all right. Mm. Young right. man, what am I doing here? Uh, I think Doug, maybe you should be Molly. Can you do a woman? Be... Uh, I don't think. I don't think. I'm not 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 off the cuff like this. All right, practice. Doug, you can read the stage directions. Lawrence, right. you can be Molly. Okay. Who am I? You're gonna be. Oh wait, I guess you're young man. Okay, I'll be young man. Okay. Is it is it just like called young man? Yeah, it's it's young man in the script. Okay. All right, Doug. All right, int. Truck stop diner. <laughs> Day. Roy, 50, sips coffee and stares out at the window at the blowing snow. Baseball cap, camo vest, plaid shirt, scruffy beard. He looks like the long-haul trucker he is. Last call! He turns to Molly, 40, thick and trying to look younger in her too tight uniform. Nice. Good thing you, good thing you uh, casted Lawrence there. <laughs> she waves a coffee carafe. <clears throat> Last call. It's only four o'clock. Christmas Eve, Roy. We're shutting down early. You want to warm up or not, asshole? Is this like the diner in Alice or something? <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, kiss my grits. He grabs a thermos off the seat and uncaps it. What the hell am I supposed to do now? Well, like, filling you thermos. To, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't know, sleep in the cab, sing carols to the snowflakes, whatever it is you guys do. You'd think you'd be a little nicer on Christmas. I'll be as nice as tinsel once I get this apron off. So what is this, a drive through truck stop? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. It's a regular one, probably. Yeah. I don't think they have... <laughs> I think you have to go inside. Anyway, she hands back the thermos and walks away. Roy turns back to the bleak weather outside. Int. <laughs> Truck cab. Day. Roy shifts into gear and watches the lights of the diner wink out. Pew, pew. The truck rumbles away. Int. Truck cab. Later. Roy turns onto an entrance ramp. Ahead. A young man. Small duffel at his feet. Holds out a thumb. Roy pulls to the side. Burp. 
The young man. You have gra- to do that. Fully yeah, necessary. I forgot the, the air bricks. <laughs> you gotta put the Jake brake on the tube. <laughs> no, no, no. It's only for going downhill. The young man grabs the duffel and runs to the truck. <laughs> Climbing inside, <clears throat> blowing his hands as Roy starts onto the highway. You wanna freeze to death? No one hitches on Christmas Eve. Ain't no one around. Thanks for stopping. I know it's a bit odd, but I have a place to be. We all got a place to be. But being out in the cold ain't the way to get there. <laughs> if you want to be there for Christmas, you have to move. Where is it you hidden? John Henry Road. I'm going right by old John Henry Steel Driver <laughs> Man Road. <laughs> Make yourself at home. Okay, let me just take my pants off then. And snuggle up in the back. That this sounds wonderful cab, right? to me. Just leave your pants up here on the dashboard, son. It puts the lotion on its skin. <laughs> we already did that. Yeah, I know. This is a sleeper cab. I'm just going to, you know... Snuggle up in the back here. This is a hitchhiker, John. It's got to be like... <laughs> I've seen some things, man. Well, don't mind me if I pull the truck like, over and get back there in the sleeper cab with you. If you want to be there for Christmas, man, you have to move. <laughs> All right, Fowl. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Okay, man. There you go. There you yeah, go. man. Global warming, man. All right, John Henry Road, man. Oh, wait. Do we back up? No, oh, yeah. I, I backed up. Oh shit! All right, Ince all... truck cab. Oh, here. Oh, it was right there. Okay, Ince truck cab. <laughs> Later, the truck rolls through the snow flurries. <laughs> A Christmas carol plays on the Saw my old lover in the grocery store. Simply having wonderful Christmas time. Sure, sure what about, about these shoes? shoes. <laughs> 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 All right, Doc, do, All right. Uh, do, do some uh, boom, 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 boom in the back. Boom, 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 boom. Can I ask you a question? Boom, boom, boom. As long as I get to choose to answer. Boom, 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 boom. I've got a problem, man. What's your name? How do you know it's a girl? At your age, it's always a girl. No, I'm doing Spicoli. Can I do Spicoli? Do yeah. whatever you want. All right. I'm going to meet her, folks. And I was and wondering... Enough. What I should See do. <laughs> I, I just went. <laughs> I just went. Boop, 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 boop. And just did that. It's got to be real. Okay, fine. Do what you want. I was going to meet her folks, and I was wondering what, like, if I should do if they don't like me. Has she or any of them seen your penis? <laughs> All of them. Will be Does she like you? She loves me, man. For me. A little quieter, right? <laughs> if you're going to do that. Sing it nice, Doug. <laughs> this is about Roy and a young man. Young man. Not the Doug <clears throat> joking around hour. <laughs> of course she loves you. But does she like you? Does she laugh at your jokes? want to discuss the news of the day because if she doesn't want to be around you no amount of love will do and her parents parents are like nesting birds they squawk and carry on when you enter their space but after a while they get used to you hey man 
Are you married? Was. Man. Marriage and trucking don't always mix. Sometimes they get in the driveway and you run them over. That was hookers, huh? Sometimes there's a young man just like you who's hanging out the, who's hanging out the rest stops, knocking on your door, offering cheap load jobs. That counts as a review. Yes. Copyright not important. Uh, where the fuck am I at? Oh. Okay. So you have no place to go for Christmas? Christmas, New Year's, Easter. I got the truck and lots of young men like you to offer me cheap blows. <laughs> <laughs> the young man stares out into the cold snow. Keep going. Int. Truck cab. Later. Roy comes to the stop at the end of an exit ramp. John Henry, the steel driving man, rode. Grabbing duffel. Great, thanks. How far you got to go? Mile or seven. I don't fucking know, man. Putting truck in gear. <laughs> Too far to walk. And it ain't like I got some place to be. He's a trucker. Of course he has some place to be. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's probably right. I late. might lose my job and keep <laughs> you from having to walk a mile or two. He turns onto the road. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. Int. Truck cab. <laughs> Later. Roy rolls along in a sing-along lane. <laughs> hey. A sing-along lane. <laughs> Ahead, perhaps 20 semis are parked in a row. And we aren't talking about trucks here. <laughs> we were all thinking it. You know something I don't know. This is great. Great, man. Thank you. The young man opens the door, even though the truck is not completely stopped. Hey, where are you going? The young man jumps out. Roy stops and watches the young man disappear between the trucks. Damn fool forgot his bag. And then he founds out that he died. One year ago, that same <laughs> Christmas Eve. Oh, no. <laughs> Way to get away. Just like Large Marge. <laughs> like a garbage truck falling off the Empire State Building. <laughs> That wasn't in the script. <laughs> oh, I thought I read it. I hurt my lungs doing that. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Oh. All right. Doug? <laughs> Where am I at here? I Roy, Roy puts... <laughs> Roy grabs his devil. <laughs> he handles it as if it's empty. Then he puts his gloves on and gets out. Xed. Parking lot. Xed. Continuous. Continuous. Roy emerges between the trucks. Oh, shit. We have a new character. John, I'll do it. Or, I'll do it. Or, or yeah, Lawrence will be doing it. Yeah, Duffel yeah. in his hand. Ahead. 20 truckers, 20 truckers, stand in front of several <laughs> long tables laden with food. A pitch in. Beyond the tables, fire burns and several barrels. <laughs> They're all hobos now, apparently. <laughs> all hobo truckers. Hobo truckers. Hobo truckers. Light snow clouds the ground. As Roy approaches, Dwayne, 40. Are they all 40? Yeah, <laughs> about. Everybody's 40. All truckers are 40. Don't you know yeah. that? All ages end in zeros in, in these scripts. <clears throat> Steps away from the others. 
I see you brought the kid. Another trucker smiles and takes the duffel from Roy. Yeah, where is he? Round the gas. The trucker takes the duffel to the first table, opens the bag, and takes out a hot, freshly baked ham. Ooh. Roy stares. <laughs> He's carrying a ham around his <laughs> duffel bag. He's carrying a ham in his duffel bag. <laughs> that, that wasn't in there. Never is. And it always is. The boy brings the meat. And the boy <laughs> also brings a nice, tired asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Roy watches the trucker pull out a turkey from the duffel. That's impossible. A turkey's much too large to fit in a duffel bag with a ham. I picked up that boy ten years ago. Oh! <laughs> I know. He had a nice, juicy asshole end, too. I've been coming back in his back door ever since. How the hell? Some folks say it's a boy who was coming back with Christmas dinner when he was attacked by thugs who killed him and stole his prize. And he finds his jacket on the gravestone. He's a ghost. <laughs> He's ghost. a g -g 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 ghost. <laughs> the trucker pulls out several chickens. Roy is flabbergasted. <laughs> <laughs> Others say he was bringing a gift to his girlfriend's family when he got lost in a snowstorm and died. The other truckers queue up to start eating. Doesn't matter. One of us always picks him up, and we all eat. Dwayne mm -hmm. wraps an arm around Roy. Every year, right here, let's eat. God damn it, Dwayne. I was getting ready to eat that boy's cock. And now <laughs> I found out he's just some ghost. Dwayne leads Roy to the head of the line and claps Roy on the back. You brought the boy. You eat first. Merry Christmas. Fade out. Fade out. Cut! <laughs> Can we give Doug credit for winning the program here? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Because he... <laughs> somehow... I don't know if you sniffed it out or you just felt like saying it. One year ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> Doug Jack. threw in the large march yeah. immediately. <laughs> that wasn't really a large march. That was just like all the stories end that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. I think we've killed enough time here on, on the program tonight. I think so. We're in almost The election a has still not been called. But, yeah, we've uh, got a, an issue for an emergency child abduction, so that's, you know. Can we end it, can we end it with, like... Uh, uh, how about this? A sing-along. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not about that. <laughs> I can provide Here's, a here's what we'll do. Uh, we'll record two endings, right? Ooh, two so one like where, where I'm like... Uh, I am a singing telegram. <laughs> 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 no, where I'm like, I'm like, uh, like, like uh, the great Karnak, and I call the election as, as like Johnny Carson. Well, he didn't really do predictions or anything. He would predict what's in the envelope. Yeah. So like, like, John, like John or Lawrence would be Ed McMahon, You'll be like, ha, 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 in this very envelope, I have the results to the, the 2020 election. 
Then I, then I take All it right. from you. Lawrence and I will both be double Ed McMahon. We'll just go. <laughs> <laughs> and then I take it from you. And then I'm Johnny Carson. You are correct, sir. Yes. And, and, so, I, and so I hold it to my head and I go, uh, Donald Trump. And the, or, or I you know, go, Joe Biden and, and Kamala Harris. All right, fine. Just and then we take Don't forget Kanye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kanye. Uh, Kanye West in a surprise win. Just in case. <laughs> Just, Just in, in case. case. <laughs> so then whatever, whichever, whoever wins, by the time we put the episode out, you can make it seem like we predicted the election. Uh, I see. Yeah. Okay. I ahead. already tell we're not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> We've already explained the whole bit. <laughs> I mean, you spent the entire time explaining the bit that you just All right, how about negated this? the bit. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, hey, you know what I think? I bet you any money that Donald Trump wins this election. He's going to pull it out. I mean, Pennsylvania. Thank God Donald Trump's a Hulkamaniac. <laughs> I bet you guys any money that Joe Biden wins this election. Well, yeah, Joe Biden. I'm not a racist. That's what's so insane about this. What? Okay, then. <laughs> okay. So on that note... So that way I win no matter what. All right. So on that note, for John, for Jeff, and for Doug... Doug, any parting words? Drive safely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lawrence saying so long, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>